Seeing me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Seeing me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Well, Mama Pajama rolled out of bed and she ran to the police station. And when the papa found out and began to shout, he started the investigation. It's against the law. It was against the law. What that mama saw. Ooh, it was against the law. And mama looked down and spit on the ground every time her name gets mentioned. And papa said, oh, if I get that boy, I'm gonna stick him in the house of detention. Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going, I'm on my way I'm taking my time but I don't know where Goodbye, the queen of Corona Seeing me and Julio down by the schoolyard Seeing me and Julio down by the schoolyard Welcome, welcome, one and all, to uh, Black Sky Legion, episode 130. What's next for one of the most beloved space games? One of our most beloved space games. Holy shit, that song. Good stuff. Goodbye, Rosie, the queen of Corona. Ooh, that one seems a little different now. That hits a little, that hits a little different than the way it was meant to back in the day. I am your host, Kai Zen. I am enjoying a lovely Boulevard Brewing Company barrel quad aged whatever the fuck this is. And on my left hand, I have a bottle of 6 and 20 Carolina Roja because that's how we roll. We do wield up here. Man, it's going to be a good good show tonight. We got a lot to talk about from, from the news and whatnot of this week. So let's get it rolling. Why don't we start right off the bat with the Space Khaleesi from the Star Citizen Research Group, Lady Raincloud. Say hello to the beautiful people and tell them what you're drinking tonight. Hey, everybody. What's going on? It is rain, and I am drinking 
combination of just some water and some Coke, and then slowly sipping on some Jose Cuervo, some strawberry lime margarita. Hell yeah. I accidentally started off with uh, New World as background footage. I clicked the wrong thing. I went to, to click on Nomejki, and I clicked the wrong one. So sorry if everybody, anybody was confused, like, what the hell am I watching? Yes, yes. Uh, a, little, a, little, a little tequila, a little Cuervo. That sounds legit. All right, all right. And also with us tonight, we've got from the Star Citizen Researchers Group, we got Chad Lozan in the house. Say hello to the beautiful people, Chad. Hello, everyone, on this wonderful Friday evening. Yes, yes. What you drinking, brother? So, uh, just a zero sugar peach iced tea from Snapple. All right, all right. Want to call out Windlord, sipping on gin and juice, laid back with my mind and my money and my money on my mind. We also have Souverine, he of British space goodness, uh, now in Cambodia. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say hello to the beautiful people, Suv, and tell them what you're drinking at, uh, what is it, 7 in the morning there? 7 a.m. Yeah, I just woke up. Uh, I'm not good at. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not good at like remembering when podcasts happen. I'm very sorry. Nah, um, no worries. I thought, I thought I'd given myself an hour to go and get breakfast and chill mm. out, but uh, mm. but I, I literally like my alarm went off. I cursed it, uh, and then I reached for my phone and saw a cacophony of pings, ah. and messages, and capital letters. So I was like, oh fuck. So uh, so yes. Yeah, so um, so I am not drinking tequila. I'm drinking coffee. Because it's seven in the morning. Hell yeah, coffee's good. So, coffee's good. Coffee's good. It's uh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing. We haven't done sound <laughs> tests. Do I sound? Uh, if anybody's listening, if we have any listeners at all, could you uh, holler if I sound very quiet? You sound good. You sound just fine. And look at it this way: you can do the show, get that out of the way, and then go pick yourself up some uh, bisak truk, the 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 you know the rice yes, and pork. Yes, hell yeah. Fuck, I love yes, I love bisak truk. Hello, hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, and last but definitely not least, I saved him for last this week because I wanted to give him a special salute. We got the tactician in the house, Tweak seventy four. Say hello to the beautiful people, Tweak. Hello, everybody. It's been a long, long week, but we've made it to Friday night, and we're going to have some fun fun conversations, I have a feeling, this evening. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So uh, I, I want to give a, a salute to Suv. Last week, we had a little uh, uh, reunion. We had a little Lave Radio re- reunion in the house, and uh, I've said that this is a thing that I wanted to do sort of uh, every week. I wanted to hit up uh, the top posted, um, what is it? The, the top rated comment so that people that post in the comment section can actually sort of, you know, can see, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, their, their, their thoughts that were expressed shared. So let's click on that one and look and see what is the top voted voted one right now. It is. Oh, yikes. It's good to hear Ben and Suv on the radio, not in the padded room of Lave. That was brutal, but I can't say that it's wrong. And that had many uh, replies, and uh, they were pretty spot on. Elite just need... Mm. Okay. So, yes. Uh, yeah. So, so that was the top-rated comment. If you want to uh, see your 
comments put uh, read out on the air, then uh, for sure, <clears throat> post in the comment section after this uh, stream is done on the video and YouTube. And uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully people will like what you had to say, and we can uh, read it out next week on the show. So let's do a real quick round the verse and see what have people been up to this week? What's new? What's uh, What's been going on? As for me, I'll hit myself first. I want to say I was super, super psyched this morning. I took the day off. I had to take my car into the shop to get it uh, uh, inspected, you know, to for the annual inspection. And so I took the day off of work. I, number one, had some surprise announcements, some news, some good stuff that was happening. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That looks interesting. Whatever. Then Jake Acapella popped into our chat in the Discord. He of uh, 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 CIG. Well, now it's not even CIG. It's CI now. But everybody still says CIG. But uh, he of Cloud Imperium uh 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 community management team fame and he's the guy who does the the what is it the roadmap roundup yeah that's the name for it the proper title yes 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 <clears throat> uh we love jake and i told jake flat out he got my love when he right before the major funding thing drive he posted a shitload of bad news on the round, round uh roadmap roundup and I, I know that that's going to sound like weird to people, but it's like the fact that to me that says the roadmap roundup is not a fucking marketing ploy. It is not whatever. What it is, is them communicating with their people, good, bad, or otherwise. They have good news. They tell you. They have bad news. They tell you. They didn't, they could have very easily buried that shit for a week, made the monies, and then you know, released all of the bad news and the whole like, well, oh yeah, and this also happened and moving on. They didn't. They hit it head on. I fucking appreciate that. So it was super cool to see Jake in the comms. Uh, and then I went and got tacos, which were delicious. And while I was eating tacos, CIG announced, hey, guess what, guys? 317 is live. Have fun with it. And I'm like, fucking hey, this is a good day. So that's been that's been me for the week in space games and whatnot. Let's go around to Chad. Chad, what's your week been like? Well, just work. I've been playing the PTU, going to various places, seeing the frame rates and all the all stuff I can see. Overall, super impressed. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, it's been the work is amazing. Rain cloud. Uh, quite busy actually. Uh, we had uh, some leadership changes in the Skunk Works. Um, and I'm back on active staff and leadership there with the rest of the team. Um, I went back to playing Kerbal Space Program and uh, am now working on my first mod for the game as well. Oh, yeah. I want to um, take a second and hit you on that specifically. You showed me some very cool stuff during the week. Why don't you talk a little bit just real briefly about the fucking for KSP one, they created interstellar travel and have stuff. And then the new uh, video thing that came out. Why don't you tell the people about that real quick? Yeah. So um, there's a, a mod project. I know the mod author. I've been speaking with him today and yesterday called galaxies unbound, which adds over a hundred new planets and dozens of new star systems and actual interstellar travel to Kerbal space program one 
You need a few mods to make it work, some dependencies and things like that. But all of the planets were hand-textured. They were built from hand. All the stars were built by hand. The gas giants were built by hand. Um, and so that's a thing. And then I also shared with you a video, uh, an older video uh, from a gentleman named Hazardish mm -hmm. that put out a really, really cool old school stuff to show people what KSP was like back in the day. Um, yeah, and then... Outside of that, I've also been playing in some Imperium and uh, Flight of Nova we're going to be talking about hopefully next week, too. Um, been chatting with the lead dev there, uh, David Lloyd. So lots of cool stuff coming, I hope. Mm. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Real quick, just on the on the notes here, looking because I'm looking at the notes, I see that Drew Wagar also posted a note, a comment on our last uh, week's show. An interesting listen, both Ben and Souverine. Souverine is absolutely correct. Step away from Elite. It's over. Oof. Ouch. Yikes. Uh, oof. Let's, uh, on the heels of that, let's transition to Souv, who, who just this week became a meme yet again, became a, a, a song yet again with regard to his comments uh, uh 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 alec turner friend of the show he who created the uh or he who provided the uh thumbnail for today's show he had a little like ed what, what do you call it edm remix of like just walk away it's over just walk away. it's over. oh god so what, what do you think of this you're, it was you're pretty on, great you're on live radio singing uh, store alert and then now you're here singing singing this what 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 do you what are your thoughts Oof, and how was your week i i probably ought to make it an objective at this point mm. to be memed on every major space game podcast mm -hmm. um because i'm because i'm not doing too badly if that, if that was my objective i'm doing okay um hell yeah, hell yeah. um it, my, it's yeah it, it's been good um i um I really, uh, it's been really, really fun being back in uh, the in, in this community, and um, uh, and I, it's it's I've really, really loved being being able to play games with people again, and hopping into voice when I've got nothing else to do, and um, and catching up with old faces, um, and uh, and I'm loving living here, obviously. Um, so yeah, I've, I've had a I've had a really, really good week. Uh, mm. it's, been, it's it's been brilliant, um, and uh, in terms of in terms of space games, I've been um, well. In terms of all games, I've been splitting my time pretty equally between No Man's Sky and uh, New World. Hmm. Um, in New World, I've been um, I'm level fifty five and a half, I think, uh, and mm -hmm. I've been um, I've been leveling. And uh, you guys have been very, very kindly boosting me through lots of end game dungeons. Um, which has been really thrilling um, and a little bit humbling because nearly everything in the game seems to be able to one-shot me. Um, mm. So uh, I also uh, I want to mention what. Um, <laughs> so I've been I've been playing with um, with Chaos, who is one of the <laughs> uh, one of the BSL uh, one of the, one of the BSL people, mm -hmm. um, who I I think she's I, I don't I'm not sure how much she was in the community when when I was last around, but I don't remember. Um, she's remember new. Her before. Um, she's new. Okay, yeah, yeah. So she's super cool, um, and she and I were um, we were sneaking around Mertgard, which is the late game area uh, on um, I can't remember what day it was, three or four days ago. And um, she was like, "Oh, we ought to do this. Uh, we ought to do a naked run. We ought to try and sneak to the next waypoint um, uh, completely nude." Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, let's do it." So we so we took off all the gear from our characters. 
and then because uh, what we were doing is we were we were sneaking around, jumping on rock rooftops and stuff, trying to uncover, um, trying to trying to see if we can get through the end game area without having <coughs> combat. Um, and um, uh, and it was going really well. And then we, we found that so funny, and, and she kept on her boots, and I kept on my cowboy hat. And uh, we, we found this so funny that between us, we came up with the idea, I think she probably suggested it originally, we came up with the idea to start completely new saves on a completely new server, and with the, uh, with the only ob- um, objective being get to Merkguard, get to the very, very top of the game's endgame content mm. without any clothes or any gear. Um, so that's what we did. We started new saves on a server called uh, Valhalla in uh, one of the other server groups. Um, and as soon as we landed on the beach, we, we didn't do any tutorial missions at all. We, did, we didn't unlock camping. We didn't unlock trading. We didn't unlock anything. We, as soon as we got on the beach, we took off all of our, out, we took off all of our clothes. Mm. Um, and then we just ran all the way from the beach in Monarch's Bluffs, all the way north, uh, through in, in Monarch's Bluffs town, we um, we we put out a call to ask if anybody could. Uh, we we put, so, said on global chat what we were doing, uh, and we put out a call for help. And um, somebody eventually donated us um, uh, two spears, which you can you can use two-handed weapons to help you boost up rocks and things. Um, and then, yeah, so we ran all the way from there, all the way to Merkguard, which is the uh, the the kind of Mordor-esque town in the most northerly high level <coughs> province um to the door of the dungeon there which is the the higher the game's most dangerous content um and we did it in about three hours and uh and then we spent <laughs> and then whenever any like jacked up level 60s came to do this like d- top level dungeon they, they saw two naked level sevens <laughs> Just- just dancing just around at the, the door. door. Yeah, 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 dancing, offering, offering, uh, and I was, I was posting stuff in in the local chat, saying things like, "I'm looking for, I'm DPS, looking for a group. Um, I'm level seven with no gear at all." I, oh god, it was so good. It was so funny. That sounds like um, some good anyway. clean fun. I want to address. I want to. I want to address and give you the opportunity to address the comment. It was the top posted comment about. It was good to hear you on our show and not the padded cell that is lave or whatever. I will say this uh, to Card, who posted it. Uh, you got a lot of upvotes on it, <clears throat> and I get the sentiment with regard to Elite is not great these days, but I will tell you, it's always been my impression that Suv very clearly spoke his mind, even on Lave, and I don't remember him being particularly curtailed in expressing his opinions. Uh, so I've always felt that he was honest about the good and bad of Elite, even you know when he was on Lave at all times. He hasn't been on Lave for quite some time, and I think that that maybe is for a reason. Um, and I'll let him speak for himself, but he's always been... I've, I've found that he was never... I don't think he was in any way ever forced to be a Pollyanna or whatever. He was. He's been highly critical of some of the design decisions going all the way back to beyond update. Suv, do you have uh, anything you want to sort of respond to that one real quick before we move on to the news? Um, I, I, I know what, I, I know what um, Cade means. Um, it's, it's refreshing to, uh, like podcasts have different tones and the leaders of online communities tend to set the cultural tone for their community. And BSL has a different, has a different feel and atmosphere to lave. Fair. Um, it's perfectly normal and, and as does every other 
online community or or um or podcast mm. or mm. content platform um and um and i think uh I, I i don't i don't think that i um i curtailed my opinions on lave particularly um and i and i don't think that those guys ever tried to censor me or anything like that i i, I loved my time on lave radio and mm. um and it, it made sense in terms of my use of time and lifestyle to to step back uh, at the time i did um but those guys are still really good friends of mine and um uh and i hope that they consider me the same um, awesome and i would put i would I, it, yeah i i think that the two shows have different feels and i, I also think that the other thing is my my attitude has probably hardened and changed as mm. well if if the, if if the tone of what i say about stuff changes it's not necessarily to do with censorship or otherwise or 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 feeling pressured to to to, to express any sort of opinion, but it's probably as much to do with my attitude to what we cover changing over time as well. Completely fair. And a huge salute to uh, uh, Chaos, who's in the chat, and she's waving. She's, she's like, oh, that was me from the Naked Run story. Uh, tweet. Tell us a little bit about your week and what's been going on. I know, I know that you are madly in love with Star Citizen, so you are going to uh, be super psyched for 317. But, Absolutely. But I also wanted to give you a chance to express, I think you said a little earlier to me in the week that it's like, hey, man, I just had a fairly decent experience in Elite, and I, I'm, I'm feeling kind of like, ooh, wow, that's weird. So let me give you an opportunity to express that to the people because I think it's important that we have sort of a fair and balanced view of, of all things. Hit yeah, it. yeah. I, uh, well, Monday night, I sat down to play Star Citizen as normal, and as you guys have always said, Star Citizen will have those nights where nothing wants to work right. It just tells you to go play something else. So I sat here debating on what to play, and then I got a message on Discord, and long story short, I found myself back in Elite. Mm -hmm. And I parked myself in one system. We we had some BGS stuff, needed the influence raised up a little bit, so I was like, all right, I got nothing else to do tonight. I'll run some missions. So I parked myself in this tin can station in some nobody system out there, and I'm running bounty hunting missions i'm running smuggling missions and i'm having a pretty decent experience doing them mm. the um the combat the ai at any kind of like medium or high security are ruthless if you're by yourself they are ridiculously good and i went back to the station and i was expecting to see the npcs pretty much static you know the way they were when i left kind of mm. But they weren't. Some of them were sitting in other places. Some of them were different. And as I kept working, I noticed some of them, they were like all gone and all different, which was kind of giving the feeling that it was an actual station where people were coming and going all the time. Mm. Then I moved over to a different OPIC system, which when I got there, I discovered, you know, I, I went to my panel and looked at the BGS state and... Lo and behold, we have a pirate attack going on. My shuttle pilot, because I um, had to go to jail to the, the prison barge and take a shuttle back. My shuttle pilot turns to me and says, I hate these damn pirates in this system. They make it so hard. I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool. They're responsive to the BGS state. I didn't realize that. 
And then I was in the station walking around, and the same thing. There's NPCs that stop and have conversations talking about the BGS dates and the, the pirate attacks and all that. And yes, good point, Jay. The music in the bars. Oh, my God. Did they pick the music right? They nailed that stuff. There is some great music. And it's not all the same music. Different bars have different vibes, and the music kind of goes with that vibe. It's pretty impressive, really. Hmm. I was I was kind of taken aback by those small NPC details because when Odyssey was coming around, they told us that the station would show the flavor of the leading faction or whatever. And then we really never <laughs> saw that. We didn't see any like color schemes or any Opix flags or anything like that anywhere. Hmm. But, but what I am seeing now is the environment, the NPCs around me are reacting to the actual BGS state, which is a nice little detail that somebody put in there that nobody is really looking at. Nobody's mm. noticing. Okay. And you, you wouldn't notice it unless you're parked in one station working it like I was for a whole week. Mm. There's still no, um, there's still no visual. Uh, one, one thing that really, one thing that upset me about Odyssey is that um, the, 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 there was no, uh, in the early days, they talked a lot about how the BGS state and the allegiance would affect um, would affect your experience of going about your business, and and it seemed like the um, it seemed like the um, <coughs> the concourses were not were were it seemed like whoever whoever said that had left the building when the when the concourses were designed because they mm. were all the same. Um, and it seemed like such an easy win, given how much law we have on um, on like what the empire wear and what the federation, you know, and what the federation wear and and what their cultures are like and and all that sort of thing. It seems so easy to uh, to make it so that an alliance station looked like an alliance station and an empire station looked like an empire station and that sort of thing. Um, I did notice that the NPCs do make comments on stuff based on s system state. Which was really cool. I think they, I think that's actually been in since basically launch. Um, mm. I, I remember the little sound bites that related to what was going on, and that is really cool. But mm. are the um, are the NPCs and concourse interiors still generic across all systems, or have they been personalized to system allegiance yet? So ninety percent, yes, they're generic. There are yeah. some things where it's like slightly, slightly different sort of filters. Of 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 like color palettes where it's like oh um, um, um an industrial is like more like brownish and like a a, a like a harvesting like a, a a whatever you call it agricultural is more like greenish and like a high tech is more like blue or whatever so it's like there's like yeah. a little bit of a color filter but it's just oh like the barely, ending to Mass Effect it's barely noticeable yeah okay yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, and, did, they did do great with the interiors of the stations. There's no doubt about that. But they did do good with the bars. The bars are lit pretty good. The music is The music is great in the bars, yeah. And the missions, I went, I, I took a kill mission. It sent me down to a settlement to kill some, I don't I think they were civilians actually, so I was being a criminal. And what I don't remember happening in patch seven or eight is after I went down there, and tried to sneak around and kill my guy, but it turned into a big shit show, and I was running for my life. Mm. It was very Han Solo. I went in there with a plan to be all 
sneaky and then something went wrong and the whole settlement was alerted to my 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 being there and everybody came after me mm. yeah. it, it's just they were so good and then i hopped in my ship and made my great escape jumped to the next system and lo and behold they sent ships after me so i actually had to have space combat with their people coming after me the bounty on my head at that point in time mm. which kind of connects the the planet stuff with the space stuff just a little tiny bit which i hadn't done before yeah yeah, a hundred percent. All right, so let's hop into thing a week. We got some cool shows to start off with to start us going, and then we're gonna get into you know sort of the meat of it with uh, with the three big games that we talk about every week. So uh, let's get it rolling. The very first thing we have here for your enjoyment and entertainment is the extended intro for the new Star Trek show. I'm telling, look. Here's the deal. I know half the people love, well, 30, well, 5% of the people love the new Star Trek shows and everybody else, not so much. I'm telling you, have an open mind. Look at this. I think some of the new Star Trek isn't that bad. It's just not what I felt was old Trek. It just didn't have that hopeful feel. This new one has this much more hopeful feel. So let's look at it and see what you guys think. Let me know. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Star Trek Strange New Worlds, new series streaming May 5th. Now look, I'm going to set the tone here for this conversation and say this. Like, I'm not going to have this devolve into a this show versus that show, whatever. I, I don't want this, I don't want to tear apart Star Trek, whatever. I think Discoveries did some cool stuff. I think Picard did some interesting stuff. I haven't watched both of those 100%. They weren't for me personally i think that discovery and picard both 
had some interesting things to bring to it. And I think I probably would have liked them much more had they not had the the name of Star Trek on it. Sidebar, fucking uh, Orville is my Star Trek. I love it. Uh, uh, Below Decks is a stupid, silly uh, uh, cartoon, whatever, but I fucking love that show. It's so great. Uh, it's not Star Trek either, but like I give it a pass because it's so like just silly, stupid fun. It's it's basically South Park in 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 Star Trek form. So like, I I think there is some redeeming qualities and some good sci-fi to Picard and to Discovery and to some of the other whatever uh, more recent things. It's just it just doesn't for me have that. Star Trek feel and this thing looks to have that Star Trek feel in spades so I want to open this up to the the whole panel everybody hop in what do you guys think because I see that trailer and I say if it doesn't get your dick hard I don't want to know you as somebody who got married directly because of Star Trek I met my spouse through Star Trek hell yeah this is fantastic hell yeah um and the Enterprise looks gorgeous. She looks amazing. Hell yeah. So, and I I enjoyed bits and pieces of Discovery. Like, you know, when they brought back the Guardian of Forever. You know, mm-hmm. I am the Guardian of Forever. I mm-hmm. thought that was the coolest thing ever. From the, from the original series. Yeah, from yeah. the original with the original yeah, yeah. voice and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I thought there's a lot of really cool stuff in Picard, especially season two when we got the actual fleet. Okay. And they started expanding on this is why the first season fleet was the way that it was because mm-hmm. of all these reasons. This though, I haven't felt like Trek has been for me since Nemesis. Mm. Since the end of the TNG era and some of the stuff that they were doing post that with Star Trek Online. Hell yeah. Um but I don't think I've been this excited for Star Trek since Nemesis, to be entirely honest. This is this is fantastic. And I God, the Enterprise just looks awesome. She yeah. looks great. Hell so yeah. yeah, that's yeah, there you go. Positivity from Rain. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And 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 so this is streaming on Paramount Plus or whatever the hell coming yeah. May fifth. It's right around the corner. Back, but meh. Hey, here's the deal. Like support it if you want to. Uh, we live in a world where people. What are, I'm not your dad. If, if you got to steal it, well, you do you, boo. But just fucking watch it, cause goddamn it looks good. And how about this? If you're like, cause I've seen in the comments, I'm seeing same writers, same producers. I don't trust it. Whatever. Okay, do this. Make me a deal. Go steal it. Watch the first episode. Right. If it's good, then pay the man his money. Do whatever. Like you know what I mean. Like you do you. Guys, what do you think? Tweaked, I know you're a Star Trek fan. Come on. I know you, you love your wars, but you also like some Trek. Not as much, I but do. you still like no, it. I, yeah, absolutely. Star Trek was number two to Star Wars for mm-hmm. me. And to me, I agree with you totally. This show looks more like original Star Trek to me. It looks like the original series. It looks like the next generation. It has that feel to it, which I'm all for. Mm -hmm. I do enjoy the wars and I enjoy some of the stories of the new shows, especially as Rain said, season two of Picard really has kind of turned things around and season two is much better. It's Star Trek to me, but, but this show definitely has that feel to it. But 
as I will say with everything, it's not out yet. So it remains to be seen how good it is. Fair. Fair. I get it. Chad? Yeah, it looks good. I like Anson Mountain as an actor. He was the best part of season two of Discovery. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, it's going in the right direction now. Of course, this has to work financially for Paramount as well, because they're taking a big risk on this to try to get this making money. And their service has changed a couple of times, and they keep on trying new things. Okay. Uh, but... Uh, you know, it's. I'm hopeful that it's good. That it doesn't. That it doesn't preach at you. That it just tells good, fun stories, and and uh, that it's you know a good sh- a good show. Like it, like the original Trek was with Gene Roddenberry's vision of of the hopefulness and positivity of the future, um, and to use your brain instead of your muscles to solve problems. Oh yeah, beautiful. Suv, what do you think? I'm not a Star Trek guy. I don't, um, not, not, not because I not have anything against it. I just have never got into it. Um, Fair. Oh, you're breaking up. Uh, so I have no idea. Um, I like the, I like the I'm going to have lag. This is a good for me to okay. have lag. All right. Soup, go uh, ahead and restart. Yep. Go ahead and restart your stuff. No worries, brother. We'll see you back in a minute. All right. Maybe maybe a conversation for another time, but I think you could really look at both of these franchises, Star Trek and Star Wars, and what we've seen is the companies that now own these franchises try to do new things to bring the story, the franchise into the future and realize that the fan bases don't really want that. They don't really care about that and kind of dial it back to... The OG feel as the Mandalorian has done for Star Wars, and it looks like this Star Trek may do for for this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I comment to uh, not me, Mister in Twitch. Paramount are in no rush to make it available over here in the UK, so my interest is zero right now. Here's my comment. Uh, you live in 2022, motherfucker. Fuck the man. If you want to get it however you want to get it, you go get it. You could get it. The day we got it, you got it if you want to get it. And there's nothing else I need to say about that. Uh, I think you, you you make a very good point, Twit, Tweak, and that could be a a, comment, a, a conversation that we have. We do a, a extend, expand into a sort of extended conversation at some point along the way. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <sighs> Speaking of Paramount Plus, anyone seeing Halo? Uh... It's been hit or hit hit and miss. It's like it's it's an episode is hey, that's all right. And then it's an episode of and then oh, hey, that's a little better. Um I love Pablo. Love the dude uh uh that's that's there, you know, he's he's legit. But uh, you know, Halo has got its issues, I think. I'm gonna wait and binge the whole thing. I'm gonna sort of chill for now and binge the whole thing as it as it goes. I, I looked into it a little bit and We'll see. Uh, that takes us to our next show, our next thing of the week. Now, this is a little bit different, so bear with me, guys. This is not your standard spaceships go zoom zoom, but this is an amazing, amazing fucking thing that I didn't know existed a week ago, and I saw it, and I was like, 
I cannot wait for this. And it's coming on Amazon Prime in a couple of weeks for everyone to enjoy. If you don't find this amazing, I don't even understand you. Check this the fuck out. All right, let's get into this. So the show is Nightfall. It's included with Prime. It's coming out in a couple weeks. It's coming out May 20th. I've been madly in love with Sissy Spacek since Cole's, Coal Miner's Daughter, like a movie like, I don't know, fucking forever ago. Uh, I, she was phenomenal even in um, Bloodline. Not that long ago. I am madly in love with J.K. Simmons. J. Jonah Jameson, a.k.a. the Nazi dude from prison in uh, Oz, a.k.a. Uh, the weird fucking psycho teacher of the band in that one movie, whatever the hell that was. Uh, the premise here, I, I, and I also love the fucking the weirdo Russian dude that was in uh, Fargo. The premise here is... Like, and and I don't know anything more than you know about it, having seen that trailer. That's all. I didn't know that that existed a week ago. I just saw the trailer and was like, I want to go to there. The premise is you have this amazing cast, and it seems to be some kind of weird fucking lion, the witch in the wardrobe situation of... Sissy Spacek is just this random old lady who has a shed and has known about this for some amount of time where you go into the shed and there's some line, the witch in the wardrobe kind of whatever teleporter jobby business that happens and boom, you're on some kind of a weird base on like a moon in some other galaxy and it's you're looking at you're you're looking at it like a, a gas a ringed gas giant that's close by along with other planets and moons and multiple stars that are all there and it just is this thing now as a thought experiment this brings up several thoughts to my mind number 1 is this something that aliens left here you know on the planet you know billions of years ago or something and then you know humans found it at some point along the way and have hidden it and kept it hidden or is this some kind of gateway and there are aliens that have the ability to make themselves pass as us and they're moving around you saw that guy in that in the clip like i know nothing more than you i have seen nothing about this and have gone out of my way to read nothing about this i don't want to know if it's based on a book i don't want to know i don't want to read the wiki i just want to experience it as you guys do but seeing this I am here for this story. I am so fucking psyched. Let's bring it around to the cast and, and get your, your viewpoints and thoughts. Who wants to go first on this one? Yeah, I, I've okay, only first. seen a... Uh, I thought it was... okay. Suv, go, go first because you have a bit of lag and then tweak. Go for it. Well, if... If... if all the then tell me to shut up. But um, uh, the premise is old couple have a uh, portal to some sci-fi place in mm -hmm. their house mm -hmm. uh, and everybody else seems to be an impediment to them enjoying that. 
that's really cool. Um, there aren't very many in which old people are, are the stars. Um, there are too few, actually. Mm. And um, uh, and have and, and so that's that's a cool original setup right there. The cast is amazing. The production values seem really high. Um, I hope that it is. I hope it's deep um, because the the premise looks the, the premise is really mysterious and it doesn't. There's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot. Oh. Um, it's very and and I don't mind that. That's cool. That's really great. As long as it's as long as the characters are good and and the. All right, Sue, Sue, Sue. I gotta. I'm sorry. Really um, Sue, I gotta. That kind of thing. And, I, and the idea of mm, you're 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 lagging so bad and roboting so bad. Yeah, that, robot. yeah, we're not getting anything that you're saying. I'm sorry, bud. All right. Um, yeah, I'm seeing in the chat the first thing I thought of because yeah. I did I did hear the first bit that you said, which was like it's weird that we don't get a lot of you know interesting stories with old older people, whatever. I immediately thought of Cocoon as like, uh, holy shit, yeah, um, yeah. I'm so sorry, Sue. Tweaked. What are your thoughts on this one? Because I, 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 again, a week ago I didn't know this existed. Now I need to have this in my life. Yeah, I saw a different commercial for that in passing the other day, and I didn't really catch what it was. It definitely has caught my eye. I am here for any good science fiction story, mm -hmm. a story that takes me away from Earth and somewhere different and new with cool stories. Uh, I've lived a good portion of my life with very little quality sci-fi coming out. Mm. That is not the case right now, and I'm going to enjoy every bit of it. Hell yeah, hell yeah! We live in the in the in the genre of the expanse or the the time of the expanse. We live in the time of yeah, but for I all lived mankind. in the time of Star Wars. I thought it was going to be sci-fi forever, and then it yeah. just kind of was. Not yep. Oh. Yep. No, I agree. I agree, a hundred percent. I here's what I love about this. Um, this thing, the so I love science fiction. That's like hard science fiction. I love science fiction. Of the I think the expanse is the greatest thing ever. I think for all mankind is the greatest thing ever. I love all of that stuff where they get into it and it's rockets and it's this and it's that. But I also have a place in my heart for weird, quirky little stories that are it's sort of on the border between sci-fi and fantasy of like there just happens to be this weird fucking portal in these old people's you know shed underneath it in a tunnel and like. Yeah. Well, it's like, it, yeah, absolutely. It it it, 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 it's not like I love. Don't get me wrong, I love sci-fi that's about thrusters and lasers and fucking whatever. But I also have a huge place in my heart for the idea of where it's just it's this character story. It's you love these old people and you 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 just are like, it's not even about how it works. It's about this happens to real people, not space people of you know i'm a beltalora i'm a this i'm a that but like actual just like i live in iowa i'm a fucking i work at you know costco and now all of a sudden i come across this my wife lets me in on the secret of hey man she's had a tunnel underneath her shed for years that leads to another galaxy and it's like wait what because me as a as a dude who lives in a row home in south philly 
if I were to meet somebody, if I were to fall in love with somebody, and then they were to be like, oh, by the way, I got a tunnel to uh, underneath a, my shed. There's whatever. I'd be like, well, let's go there. Let's get some pizza and some beer. Let's, you know, let's go there. Let's look at other galaxies and smoke a joint and have a pizza and have crazy sex underneath the fucking, you know, twin moons of a distant galaxy. Like, yeah, I want that. Um, it, it's, it, it is correct. Jay, fantastical sci-fi as, as Drew Wagar names it a hundred percent. I, I like the idea of sometimes there's this, I love this new Star Trek because it's going to be hard sci-fi and it's going to be whatever, but I also love a character driven story of like just this sweet old couple that you're like, Oh man, I wish I was them and had this, um, rain. What do you think? Um, this is not normally my speed, but mm -hmm. this seems kind of cool, actually. I don't know. Mm. Maybe the wife and I will sit and, and have a watch with this. What do you think, Chad? Some producer somewhere got a lot of money to pay lots of really good actors to make a story that people would look on a paper and go, really? Um, but no, it's a risk, and uh, you know, it looks very interesting. I didn't know this existed until five minutes ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I'm interested. J uh, JK is fantastic. Oh, I love JK. I love JK. I love Sissy Spacek. I I have time for anything that either of them do. This show is on Amazon Amazon Prime for free in America. Um, check your whatever. And also, by the way, VPNs exist. So be an American on May 20th if you happen to live anywhere else on the planet. You know what I'm saying? And it's there for you. Go check it out. I don't know. Maybe this is going to be absolute dog shit. But here's the thing. The trailer was amazing. And I don't think that Sissy Spacek does dog shit. I don't think that J.K. Uh, Simmons does dog shit. So I am 100% here for this to see where that goes. All right. So that covers those. Why don't we get into our sort of uh, the main space shows, space games that we cover on the reg. Why don't we start this off with Elite Dangerous because I want to dispense with it and get it out of the way to, you know, as quickly as possible. Because let's be honest, there's not enough there. Um, whew, Elite Dangerous. So they announced... On Thursday, out of the blue, after after <clears throat> basically dropping Odyssey, which was, let's say, challenging last year, <clears throat> dropping a bunch of updates that were, let's say, uh, I'm seeing Ria Mar. What show did you just talk about? We were just talking about Night, uh, uh, Night Sky, the trailer. It comes on Amazon Prime May 20th, so go check it out. So, <clears throat> Odyssey was challenging. <clears throat> Their updates were whatever. They said they were going to commit to actually doing good communication last year. They did it for a couple of months-ish. And then just in December said, hey, we can't wait to tell you what we've got coming. 
next year. January is going to be huge. We're going to share a lot of stuff with you. January happened. They didn't say a fucking word. They didn't post anything on Twitter. They didn't do any updates. They didn't do any streams. They didn't do anything anywhere. February came. They did nothing anywhere. March <clears throat> came. And all of a sudden, well, oh, I'm sorry. That's a lie. February, ARF tweeted towards the end of February or mid-February, hey, guys. We've got a lot of stuff that we're super excited to tell you. We just can't tell you until we can tell you. Uh, we'll be with you soon. Then they announced in a, in a post, uh, sorry, consoles aren't coming. Then they announced after that, sorry, we can't fix tiling. Then they said, announced, hey, we're bringing back the streams. We got a new show. It's going to be called Frame Shift Live. We're going to do Twitch drops. It's going to be awesome. We're going to engage with you. We're going to tell you lots of stuff. They did four episodes of that in which they did not tell us fuck all at all about anything. No dev news, no stuff that's coming. The only thing that they discussed is here are some Twitch drops, Twitch drops, Twitch drops, also Twitch drops. In case you didn't hear, we got Twitch drops. Oh, Completely separate from that, we were able to give you Twitch drops. Also, new thing that we're doing, Twitch drops. And we have nothing to say about anything else, period. They did that. They dropped the Update 11 that had Fleet Carrier interiors. That's Hey, that's legit. That's a thing. That's a real thing. That's tangible. That's solid. They should get credit for that. And then last week, they announced, or not that last week, sorry. On Thursday, <clears throat> they announced, hey, uh, we're, the, the stream's Frameshift Live is on hold until further notice. We'll let you know when they come back, period. To which, on the forums, on their own official forums, they got ripped to shreds by everyone, including Obsidian Ant, who literally openly ripped them to shreds on multiple whatever on on their on their official forums and on Arf's Twitter feed. Arf posted like, "Oh, here's how I feel today," and he posted the picture of from Terminator of the Terminator walking forward while the cops are all shooting him, the 9,000 people shooting him. And he's like, just taking the bullets and not doing anything. He's just like falling apart to which, um, like tons of the white knights posted like, you know, oh, we love you. We're delivering hugs. Here's some cookies. Have some hugs. Oh, are the people being mean to you? I posted on Twitter. It got deleted, or I think, whatever. I posted a, 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 a comment on it, which was like, it was just a gif of like me watching Karma, like, and it was, uh, uh, what's her name, Adams, just sipping tea, like, oh, this is funny. Uh, <clears throat> several people posted, you know, responses to Arf that were like, bro, this is what you get after what you just did. What what do you expect? Um so, and there was some editing of some of the posts there, whatever. Um, everyone, everyone, like Alec Turner posted 
that the, the the screenshot that that is the thumbnail for this picture everyone hopped in with like the the take of basically dude you reap what you sow you guys shit on your community like have ignored every last promise that you've made and now you're surprised that people are angry or not sympathetic to you after you've announced nothing good literally nothing good all year the only things you've announced all of this year is no consoles and we're not fixing tiling because it's too hard you've announced nothing then you announce, hey, this brand new thing that we've only ever done four episodes of. We went from, hey, we're going to do two streams a week where we update you on shit to, hey, we're going to do one stream a week where we update you on shit after not doing any streams at all for several months. The AMAs that you promised, gone. The dev, the monthly dev stream, live stream that turned into a monthly community manager post on the forum that turned into a we're not doing anything at all for six months and not going to talk about it. Gone. The, the, all, just everything gone. Uh, as, as Sue said on last week's, you know, show and, and Alec Turner made a, a meme out of it. Now, by the way, when Alec Turner, the head of the Buckyballers, you know, sort of one of the pillars of the community, when he is ripping you apart, when Obsidian Ant is ripping you apart, like, that says something, man. You've lost your core. You've lost your group. Look at the this week's frame shift. Not frame shift. Fuck. What was it? Which space news? Burr. Burr, who has been solid. Burr has been the last fucking soldier saluting the FDev flag. Burr's which space news this week that dropped today was like ripping the shit out of FDEP through all of it. And then at the very last bit was like, oh, and then there was this good news that we're going to have a stream next week, so maybe it's all going to be okay. But, like, he was on the ledge through all of it and then just stepped back at the very end. When you've lost everyone, that says something. So all of this happened, and then just today, Frontier tweeted... We're going to do a show next week on Wednesday instead of Thursday because it's May the 4th. So it's like, you know, May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you kind of thing. And on the agenda, we're going to talk about console transfers. We're going to talk about our big plans for the rest of the year. Now, a lot of people, a lot of the White Knights are saying like, see... All of you guys saying doom and gloom were dead wrong. Everything is saved. The world is going to be great again. The streets are paved with cheese. Fucking Fievel with his hopeful bullshit. Here's my response. And then we're going to open this up to the group. All they said is this is on the agenda. It is not at all surprising to me if FDev says, does the stream and says, we're going to go through the agenda. Number one, with regard to console transfers, we're absolutely looking into that and we'll get back to you when we have news. Number two, with regard to our plans for the rest of the year, we have many exciting things to share with you, which we absolutely intend to do as soon as it's appropriate and we're ready. Like, for those of you who are saying, you know, oh, 
my God, the world is saved. My response is, wait and see. Because I've, I've gone on this roller coaster ride of fucking Frontier gaslighting me before over and over and over and over and over. So I'll believe it when I see it. Until then, eh, we'll see. All right. Opening this up to the crowd. I want to start with Sue first and pray to God that his fucking internet works because, God damn, I want to hear from you on this. Go for it. How, how do I sound? Perfect. Talk quick. Uh, somebody in somebody in the YouTube chat said uh, it was actually on Twitch, but it's been, uh, but it's yep. been beamed to the YouTube chat. Uh, B-A-K up said... Um, uh, everything has been. We're not doing something, which I think I think I think they mean everything that they've communicated has been that they're not communicating anything. Which makes if a community if a community manager repeatedly says that they're excited about something, and then the only communication there if 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 a community manager repeatedly says that they're excited about telling you something, but then the only thing that they tell you is bad news, uh, or, or that ambitions are being diminished, or something's not happening, or something's being cancelled, or whatever. It, it's um, it's either very rude or shockingly um, poorly organized. Um, I think I think our, like I get it. I, our, our, being a community, a community manager would be very difficult. You take a lot of bullets, and you're and you're responsible for delivering news that is not your problem. Um, I really really like. You have that. no I'm idea. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I, mine, I I think Arf is a lovely bloke. Um, I I don't think it's Twitter's problem that he's had a bad day. Uh, and uh, and I get that uh, that if you're delivering bad news that is out of your control, it must be very frustrating. Um, I've just had a look at the Steam charts for Elite Dangerous. The the lowest point in Elite's development in terms of community uh, community engagement and sort of uh, on Wii and uh, general kind of goodwill was and also play account i think was uh in sort of spring summer 2019 when the game was basically put in, in maintenance mode for those of you with with relatively long memories um you'll recall that they stopped galnet and they stopped um community goals uh and they basically hunkered down and they were developing something that was very exciting but they wouldn't tell us what and every everything everything stopped the the, the game it was basically in maintenance mode um, you know, even things like Galnet, uh, which had been an absolute staple. Um, that was that was anecdotally the lowest point in Elite's development. Um, it's the it's the closest it's ever been to being just just in maintenance mode. Uh, and the average players at around that time, were, it's, it's looking like it hovered over the period at about six or seven thousand. Um, the the high the Odyssey uh, dropped in May 2021, I think, and was the peak players that elite has ever had at 27,000 27 and a half thousand it then absolutely plummeted and for the last for most of this year it's been hovering at an average of around 6,000 mm. so in terms of it in terms of I, I don't I don't I can't I can't comment on what the what the revenue from um Odyssey's unit sales would have been because I haven't looked presumably the information is, is relatively accessible um but the but the 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 coverage was so bad that that it 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 can't have been it can't have been as successful as they wanted it to um and in, so so you know the only benefit to making odyssey would have been unit sales and they said in 2019 when they were ramping up 
Odyssey production that there were a hundred people working on Elite Dangerous. Mm. Um, the average developer salary in the in the US, I know it's a UK company, so it would be I don't know. Um, it, I, fag packet maths would indicate that it's you, the unit sales alone. I'm not sure whether would have covered the the development cost of creating Odyssey. And in terms of player engagement, Odyssey has actually been a bad thing for Elite Dangerous. There are fewer players engaging with the game on a regular basis. There are, f there are fewer active monthly players than there were before Odyssey released, which is a pretty shocking result. Um, so I don't, basically, basically what I'm saying is this is, nobody should really be surprised. If you were Frontier Developments, you would not develop Elite Dangerous anymore. You wouldn't bother. You'd be like, well, the two years we spent developing Odyssey were a stratospheric mistake. We haven't recouped our costs and it's actually damaged the game in terms of player engagement and, uh, and active player numbers. Um, there are now only... There are now only six or seven players who are who are logging in uh, who are Oof. logging in every day. Every day, they, they, that's not going to wash our face. That's not going to that, that's not going to justify. Uh, that, in no way is that going to justify continuing to spend money on developing ambitious things like interiors of spaceships and stuff. Um, we th th there's not you know our work here is done. There's nothing there's nothing here. So I don't think anybody anybody who pays attention should not be surprised. It is not in Frontier's interests. To develop Elite Dangerous anymore. It is not in their interest to have any developers on it whatsoever. God damn, man! You just killed my puppy. <laughs> All right, so I'm seeing a a, a a a comment in the chat that echoes a feeling that I've had. Arf says we're super excited to share news with you, and then the only thing they share in the next three months is bad news. Either you're a fucking liar. Or you're a sociopath that just wanted to kick me in the nuts for funsies. Either which... Uh... Yikes. Uh... Tweaked. As as the other old school... Um... <clears throat> elite player here. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, everything you said is 100% <clears throat> true. I, I have zero faith in FDev. The one thing I will say is they don't usually announce we're going to talk about this and then not talk and then just say we're going to see what we can do. I totally would not be surprised if we get there on Wednesday and they say it's just too hard. We can't do a full account transfer. We tried. We're sorry. If by some chance they can do it, I'll transfer my stuff over to PC and I may play it for a while longer. Not full-time i'll be in star citizen more than anything but as a secondary game be, you can almost treat it like a single player game in that regard just just it, just play it by yourself and have fun when star citizen's buggy mm. but if we yeah. if we don't get there if we get there on wednesday and they say it's bad we can't do it and then they spell out some really lackadaisical lazy kind of plan for 2022 it's trouble and not for nothing there was a tweet that came out earlier in the week which kind of streamed a internal fdev financial uh report and it was clear they spelled it right out with graphs and everything that elite dangerous makes zero money really and the dinosaur games are great and the f1's gonna be great and this is great and that's great but elite <clears throat> sucks and it's a it's a noose around their neck so i posted that in our in our discord for people to see that is a unlisted video that is meant 
to be a COVID workaround for a requirement that they have. As a publicly traded company in the UK, and I'm not a lawyer, I'm not getting legal or financial advice, maybe what I'm about to say is dead fucking wrong, it's just my understanding, don't sue me and fuck off if you're smarter than me, whatever. Or enlighten me, whatever. My understanding is that as a publicly traded company on a market in the UK, they have a requirement, they have a fiduciary requirement to like, give their backers, give their uh, investors, shareholders, an update every year or every quarter or every something as to what's going on with the game. Uh, they used to do this in a, like, you know, come to this event on this time, come to this location, and, you know, we're all going to be there, and <clears throat> we'll tell you on a stage what's going on. Due to, like, COVID bullshit, they have to do it via like a video so they post a unlisted youtube video on their channel but they send an email to all of their investors to like hey here's the link you can watch the video we've now like accomplished our responsibility to go step by step through the numbers through what we're doing what we've done what we've made where the money went whatever I got a hold of that. <clears throat> I posted it in our Discord. Many, many people have watched it. Apparently, not that many people had watched it before. And then many, many people have watched it now. Hello, hello, Riamar and Fist to Face. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, and this is the video that Tweaked is responding to. You can find it on the Black Sky Legion Discord. Uh, we posted it in the uh, Elite Chat um, so feel free to come look for yourself. They literally talk for an hour and go through slides and say, here's the money we made. Here's where we made successes. Here's where we had mistakes or challenges or whatever. Again, all of this is coming through the sort of PR lens of their internal bullshit. So they literally said in the thing like, well, you know, we had a uh, less... Uh, uh, good uh, uh, than expected uh, launch for Elite, but we've been updating our communications and doing a better job of communicating, and we're seeing player sentiment, you know, bounce back and turn around. And I'm like, oh, that is oh, yeah. a fucking. That is either a, you are a liar, or b, you are completely unaware for ooh, what's. Uh, going on. Uh, the, the tone of their communications to investors is, uh, is <clears throat> very if hopeful. Was, if, yeah, yeah. It, it's the the tone of their com communications to investors since the launch of Odyssey has been um, has been disingenuous. It's been a little bit in bad faith, I think. The, the, the they the phrasing that they've used has not been indicative of the situation. The launch of Odyssey was an was an abject disaster, um, and yet they've not really communicated that to investors sufficiently until now. I don't think. Mm. All right, so <clears throat> we also have to hear yet from from uh, Chad and Lady Rain. Let's start with Chad. What you know? What do you think of all of this? What do you make on this before we move on to games that are actually doing shit? <laughs> um, so I looked at some of the Obsidian Ants comments on the forums, and <clears throat> wow, there are some doozies. Uh, yeah, he's. I think the best line was. Also, there's an argument to be made that Pollyannas are far more harmful to a game than negative Nancys. 
and you know that kind of sums up a lot of a lot of the, the well yes i agree with that yes. absolutely absolutely that's a quote from obsidian wow. obsidian Ant is very very in, he, he's very insightful there's a region there's a there is a very good reason that he's the biggest content creator of elite dangerous and it's because he 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 reliably gets the tone right he reliably is on the right side of critical He's very, he's very, very smart indeed, and always very balanced. And that is that is a really insightful comment. People, mm. apologists, and people who, people who, um, people who who try and drown out real criticism, harm a game much more than critics. Mm. Yeah, and that um, happened rampantly around Odyssey over the last year. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Go ahead, Chad. Yeah, and he posted this um, about 12 hours ago. Yep. And uh, I watched the investment video. They glossed over Elite in, for about three minutes, and then it was Dinosaur Park and Zoos. And mm-hmm. they talked about real-time physics and Jurassic Evolution 2 and all this. And it's like, um, David, nobody cares yep. about real-time physics. They care about the money. This is an investor call. Um, why are you talking about technical things? Um, and something that has been done in dozens and dozens of games over the last 20 years. I'm like, why is this a, a literally a line item in their slide was this, this point. I'm like, why is this here? Um, yeah, it was, it was really just, uh, there was no questions. It was just a, just a group of people in the company. They went through the slides and they went through the finances and they, used very vague terms and that was about it i will clarify um, that for you uh real quick chad the reason why that was there there's an old saying for lawyers and i'm probably gonna get this wrong whatever if the law is on your side argue the law if the facts are on your side argue the facts if neither on your side bang your shoe yell eloquently and try to just throw in some filler and muddle shit enough that people who aren't paying attention jurors whatever people who don't know what the fuck is going on will go like oh okay and you can baffle them with bullshit that's what that all of that stuff was in there because we don't have good financial news to tell you our stock is down 60 fucking percent from last year so we're gonna baffle you with bullshit and have some filler because people expect this thing to last an hour, and if we just go through the financial facts, we're gonna actually have to talk about the fact that our shit is fucked. You had a point, Sue? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I yeah. The um, uh, it's probably worth saying. I've just had a quick look on the Ubisoft share price. Um, give me a, a name of a public tra- publicly traded games company. Electro- Let's do EA. Um, Activision Blizzard, they, although they yeah. shit the bed super hard, like uh, one that's not fucked. Um, j- j- yeah, I'm just maybe just, Bethesda, just doing Bethesda, very, very, very Ubi, um, Rockstar, yeah, Rockstar, okay, just doing very, very, uh, top line. Uh, just a quick check. I think that the, the plunge in FDA's share price is, uh, is indicative of a wider route from tech stocks after COVID. Okay. Everybody, I'm checking. Everybody I'm checking is down a lot. Um, COVID, I think COVID, um, Frontier, uh, I think, were boosted um, a lot because of COVID, probably more so than industry average. But nearly all games companies have had a massive surge 
Fair. It's about 2018, I think, um, particularly through COVID. And nearly all of them appear to have had a correction afterwards. Fair. Um, but, front, but Frontiers has been more pronounced. Um, the other thing I was going to say is that during the Kickstarter, in the very early days, um, one of the uh, one of the concerns reigned by the OGs was that after Elite Development, uh, Elite Dangerous's MMO life had come to an end, that the servers would be turned off and they and that they wouldn't have access to their game anymore. To which David Braben said that I think it was him personally, I don't remember, um, said that if in the event that the servers were in the event that it ceased to be a live service game, they would. Um, they would make the game available to players to to play online. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, offline, um, and host their own private servers and things. One of the one of the biggest shames of the Odyssey thing is that the is that for me is that Horizons is being is going to be replaced or has been replaced by um, uh, by the Odyssey planets because Elite Dangerous Horizons. I, I don't I don't think beyond added a lot to the game. I think the, the Beyond season was a bit of a mistake, really. Um, but but that said, that the, the, the game has not been healthier than... The, the healthiest the game, the build has been, has been, <coughs> has been the build immediately prior to Odyssey. Mm. And personally, I I still miss... I used to, even after, even after I stopped playing Elite Dangerous like a second life and started just, you know, there was a long time where I'd just log in for an hour or so a day and just do a couple of trade runs and and in my oculus rift and really be moved by that fuck i'm in space this is great and i used to you know i used to do trade runs in my type 9 and and dock flight assist off and really get a kick out of that and i used to go and hunt the occasional thargoid and really just loved it for the minute to minute interactions which is which is which is the best way to enjoy elite dangerous um i i don't think it would be a bad thing if the future of elite was to drop the live service aspect cease active development and make the make the pre odyssey build available to to players to play offline and just and just give us all that in solo mode so that we can enjoy it for posterity because most players had to wait a generation between first encounters and elite dangerous if you if you love the elite universe there's there's the you know there's no reason to believe that you'll get another shot of it for another generation um and uh, and I would personally, I, I would be perfectly happy if if I had that as an experience because because as a, as a cockpit experience, elite is is still is still unmatched. Um, and I think that w- one thing I'm really unhappy about is that um, is that the Hor- horizons build is being overridden by the Odyssey build, which means that the the shitty planet tiling, which is crap, like it is crap, it's 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 impossible to ignore. Um, if you if you play Elite Dangerous like a player, it's impossible to ignore. Um, and it and the planets are. The, the terrain is is worse, um, and um, it, it's it's a real shame to me that Odyssey is replacing Horizons rather than sitting alongside it because it it will ruin. Like I won't be able to go back and have the and have the experience that I did when I loved the game and played it a lot because that game won't exist anymore. Ah, I can't hear you. That means bad things. So my turn. Sure. For it, right? Yep, yep. So, um, I can hear myself. That's weird. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, uh, like I was talking to to tweaked earlier, and like I said last week, I miss loving the game, and um, I don't anymore. That's the problem. I know some people still do, and that's fine. They're allowed to. I'm I'm glad that they have something they can cherish. Um, but this again, it just continues. This trend, 
of I'm, I'm not even angry anymore right i just think it's funny now it's like yeah what yeah, are you absolutely. what are you doing how what are you just this this is this is ridiculous like i again you know i've been a community manager for four games i've never acted like this i've never seen other cms act like this i've never seen any the teams that i've been a part of we've we've never had this type of communication like breakdown like i just i don't at this point it's just silly it's I I don't understand how people can say that Star Citizen is doing nothing with a patch coming out every three to four months while Elite, I'm supposed to be happy that I got one more ground vehicle six years later. I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to, I, I keep getting told, you're not allowed to complain anymore. They gave you a second ground vehicle. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, no. No, I'm sorry. Let's go back to the video of David saying you're going to get many and different types with different functions and different features. Yeah, absolutely. I am supposed to just be okay with the 32, I guess, I think it's 31, 32 ships in the game. I, even though there are ships that are like literally demonstrably better than other ships. And it's like a vertical progression, at, at least from my perspective. Like... At this point, I'm tired of being told that I'm not allowed to criticize Elite from certain individuals, nobody in this community, because, well, they are giving you stuff. You should be happy. And it's like, okay, I guess that I've gone a week without eating because, like, somebody is keeping food from me, but I should be glad they gave me a burger with meat and two buns on it when they promised me a big old gourmet burger that's, like, 30 bucks. Mm. Like, that's how it comes off to me, is, is you're saying... Go to McDonald's and get a little $1 burger with some cheese and some meat and some ketchup on it between two buns. After the person told you they were taking you to this big place where it's like $15 a burger and it's massive and you can do everything you want with it. At least you got something, even though you haven't ate in a week. Mm. And I just continuously yeah. ask, the reason I bring this up every question is why is it in the games industry? This is entirely okay, but in no other industry... Yes. Is it not with cars, Absolutely. not with clothes, not with food, not with like, oh, you know what? Just be glad your thir your your RTX 3060 uh, lasted a week before it burned out. Mm. You're exactly. not allowed to criticize right. Nvidia for that card burning out. Hey, they're going to get you another one in a year, maybe. Mm. Like, why is it this industry is the one that gets the pass for everything, but no other industry Completely does? Agree. Completely. Totally agree. Totally, totally agree. We, we've trained consumers in the games industry have been have been trained to accept such bullshit. The fact that the fact that now you are the fact that now we are we, we've been trained to pre-order things rather than like I remember when I don't remember very well because I'm not that old, but I um, it wasn't that long ago that uh, that demos were a thing. Mm. And games would routinely give you a demo for mm -hmm. free mm -hmm. to encourage you to buy their game. Now, not only do you not get advanced tastes for free of what you're going to get, but you're in, <coughs> but it's flipped on its head. And we've been trained to pre-order things. Um, so we're, we've been trained to pay up front in full for something with absolutely no no promise of quality whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, the, the the games industry, probably because it's a new industry, but it is yeah, it is it, it is fucked. It, and and the consumers really have been trained <coughs> to accept some bullshit. While, while I completely agree with Lady Rain's point, I want to sort of mm, respond to a point that Suv made before, 
and and that is this. <clears throat> David Braben promised that if the servers ever go, the uh, code would be accessible for people to play it as an offline game. David Braben also promised that it would be originally offered as an offline game. David Braven also promised that we would have ship interiors and the ability to stow away on other people's ships. David Braven also promised that we would be able to land on a full spectrum of uh, of uh, worlds, of, of various atmospheres, that we would be able to hunt dinosaurs from our cobra uh, and, and many, many other things. I have immense respect for David Braben as <clears throat> a game creator as a coder as a uh as a person he has ceased to be all of those with the exception of person for for some time he is now david braben the business businessman david braben the publisher and i have much less respect for that david braben and i have absolutely zero respects for the promises that he made uh as he has demonstrated repeatedly in the last year, if not for several before that, that he has no intentions of honoring those promises. Or at least, if he has intentions to honor those promises, it's pie-in-the-sky kind of intentions that he's doing nothing to actually bring about. Anybody got a response to that? I guess, Suv, at first, because it was your comment, and then anyone else? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think you're totally right. I, th I think um, I think David Braben's lack of engagement with Elite since since the return is. Um, I think David Braben was was probably heavily involved in the return, um, the last season of Horizons, because it, it had all the it, it had all the hallmarks of stuff that he cares about, mm. so, like scientific plausibility, high drama, moment to moment immersion, <coughs> um, and a continuation of a of a thirty year storyline. Uh, I don't. I think he checked out. With Beyond, because Beyond introduced some design choices that I don't think he would have embraced, or and certainly wouldn't have driven. Mm. Um, so I think that at this point we've got five years of David Braben not being in the room when Elite Dangerous is being is being talked about. Yeah, um, he's 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 more it. he's more interested in being the board guy, the publisher, the the guy who's wheeling and dealing and doing whatever. And and maybe 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 he's great at all that. Uh, I don't give a fuck about all of that. I the only I don't give a shit about Formula One. Race cars. Sorry, I'm American. No. I do blood sports. I'm not interested at all in fucking dinosaur parks. Just me personally. I don't care about Warhammer, RTS, whatever. I'm sure there's loads of people that will. I cared about one fucking product, Elite. And maybe David Braben is doing a fantastic job uh, heading up the board at frontier and securing all of these deals whatever I, I i honestly wouldn't know i don't give a fuck i only care about elite and he's not been doing great with that rain you had a comment <clears throat> yeah um it's a, it's the same thing right i i cared a lot about what elite could do because to be honest and to and to be in good faith they do have a giant freaking galaxy nobody else has. And I have seen, yeah. I have seen, just like in Star Citizen, I have seen some of the most amazing vistas and views mm -hmm. and just like wow moments, even in Odyssey when we got tenuous <clears throat> atmospheres after being promised we'd have gas giants like six years ago. 
um, which this is something else Star Citizen delivered on first. I, I just want to know why. I just, I just want the community that still white knights the hell out of this game to tell me why they're so unwilling to demand better and more from Frontier. Because it's, it's not that they don't demand more. They they do. Everybody does. It's just they're resigned to the fact that FDev won't do more. Yeah. And true. and to be fair and to play devil's advocate you can talk about all those things that they've done wrong, but the simple fact is the flight model is still spectacular. Yeah. The BGS does not exist in any other game I've experienced in the same manner that it does. Player-made mm-hmm. factions do not happen in any other game that I care about yet. Having all of that kind of stuff is is a stellar form of gameplay that you can't get anywhere else. You can't mm. scratch that itch anywhere but Elite Dangerous. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So I, I, I'm going to let... Let's let uh, Rain and, and Tweak's comment close this out. We're, we've spent way too much time on this. Let's actually get to some relevant games. So, yeah. Uh, let's start off with Star Citizen. Um, we're going to start you off with a trailer for the 317 patch, which just dropped today. Please to enjoy. Yes. All of these links will be available in the chat. You know what? I'll, I'll put them in the notes, but I'm also going to put them right now in the live chat. All of the links for all of the trailers and all of the things that we've showed you so far. I'm going to now hand this over to Rain and Chad to hit us up with the uh, you know stuff about Star Citizen this week, and then everybody's going to hop in and comment on them as we go. Start us off. Yeah, so that was a fun trailer. It's like, where's the fun in games? And this is fun. Games are supposed to be fun, and they're not a second job. They're not supposed to be a grind. It's supposed to be fun. So this is what I think they're trying to deliver with this, make it more fun. So first off, there is... So there's a page that explains all this. So 
ship selling. So you looting stuff. There's lots of loot. They even fixed the loot bug where it had larger like rail guns and stuff. So that all works. You go, you kill things, you loot stuff, you go sell it. So now you can make money and you don't have to be a pack rat anymore and you get to sell everything back to vendors. If you sell items like guns to a gun vendor, you get more money as opposed to selling them to a clothing vendor. So there's there's some consideration on what you're on what you're selling to who, in order to get the maximum amount of money for your loot. <clears throat> they don't have player to player trading yet, but um, I'm sure that part, part, that will at point some point come. A lot of the items are no longer available in stores, that are loot only, and the big one is you can now loot items that were subscription only items until now. So there's a three-month window when subscription items will be exclusively available, exclusively available to subscribers or to those who buy it for real money. Then after those three months, they will show up in the loot table, and you can loot them from your adventures and then get cool and get these cool items just by playing the game. So that's that's a, a lot there, and this one one thing just called selling. <clears throat> and then there's ship to ship refueling. So Starfarer now has a purpose. It's no longer the flying uh, quake maze. It's actually a ship that has a use. So you, it, it can now refuel every ship in the game. Uh, it has a whole system in place where the owner of the ship can buy any variation of quantanium and hydrogen fuel you know, within six different tanks. And then they can sell to players. They can set their own price. The player can agree on said price and the quantity. Uh, it can be free or it can be expensive, it, whatever. Uh, and then there's a big gameplay involved in getting the, the thing out and lining up your ship to it and pumping the gas without blowing the lines. And uh, So it's a very hands-on experience. So now players can get refueled in the field uh, and uh, preferably in zero-g. I don't know if it works in, the atm in atmosphere, but uh, so that's in. So if orgs like the Fuel Rats and others want to now do that, then they now they can. Mining gadgets. If you have a giant quantanium rock you want to craft with your little hull, your little prospector, now you can. You get the right mining gadget, you tune it correctly to the rock itself, and it will lower the resistance. And with luck, you can crack larger rocks and make more money from these asteroids either on Lyria or in the Aaron belt. Uh, if you live on Lorville, now you have a hospital. Full service hospital. Uh, go to the hospital. It's great. The recordings are very Hurston, uh, depressing kind of messaging. It's great. Great atmosphere. They did a fantastic job as usual. Uh, it's integrated into the landing zone perfectly. Two thumbs up for the Hurston hospital. And then the new river singular is in the game. Uh, and on Microtech, it's, 400, it's 420 kilometers uh, and 205 degrees from New Babbage or so. Uh, I've been there. It's It works looks works great, looks great. Uh, you can go in the water as long as you have a full suit on. You won't drown, you won't get killed. Um, you can even set an eight minute jump in, into the lake at the end on the edge and, and pretend it's a boat, but it's not. But the inlanding gear is so gigantic that it, it doesn't matter. Uh, and it looks fantastic. This is just a test. And then once they're happy with the results, they'll spread it across the, the system like wildfire. It'll be all over New Babbage, all over Hurston, all over where appropriate. 
rivers, and then eventually lava flows and sulfur streams and other stuff, most likely in pyro. Mm. So yeah, that's that is the top features for three seventeen on the main three seventeen page. And on uh, on my end, just to let everybody know, the greedy company that only wants money made sure to add eight uh, vehicles um, into the game uh, for you to purchase with in-game money by actually playing the game, that being the Cutlass Steel, the 400i, the Redeemer, the Spartan, the Raft, the Hover Quad, both variants of the Ares Starfighter, and the Hercules A2, mm. uh, with the most expensive <laughs> ship being the 400i at 6.3 million, um, followed by the A2 at 5.5 million. Um... On the back end of Star Citizen, um, Gen 12 and Vulcan, um, there's some information that I think Kai had in the show notes that got sent to me from Spectrum by Sylvan from CIG, who is a legend. This is the dev that said VR will happen even if I have to do it in my spare free time. Legend. Absolute legend, Un, you know, unlike other people who won't do VR at all because it's too hard. Um... And the the big takeaway here for everybody is that the specific goal, according to Sylvan, is that the complete changeover to Gen 12 is done by the end of the year. Um, he said probably done in 3.18, worst case scenario 3.19, absolute worst case scenario 3.20 toward the end of the year. But um, they're literally almost finished with the full transition over to Gen 12. Um and there are things that are coming in 317, so internally all the render proxies, which is your ships, characters, and planets, are going through Gen 12 internally in the test build. That won't be uh, in 317, but it will be in 318. Um, and they're going to be turning on Gen 12 for cube maps, um, which basically lets them kill a lot of legacy code. Um Planet atmospheric passes, GPU scanning, and gas cloud rendering, which is work they're starting on. That's not finished yet. Um, and major work on transparent geometry has been started. So, and then Vulcan coming soon after that. These are next gen modern APIs and rendering pipelines that are the most advanced that we have in the industry right now. This is fantastic. I'm sure everybody's going to be seeing massive performance gains. Um, on the live build of the game, 317 that's live right now. I'm sure that 317.1 patch will be good. Remember, a lot of other background stuff. People have again mentioned BGS. Quantum is online and simulating NPCs and simulating them doing things. It is controlling the pricing at stations for refuel, rearm, and repair. It is controlling probability volumes and spawning volumes of environmental missions. And it is also controlling um, one or two other features I can't quite remember right now. But basically, Quantum came online controlling almost half a dozen features and systems within the game that they did not expect it to be able to. They were only expecting the first three, and turns out they were able to turn on a bunch more. And there's so much more stuff on the back end, too, um, including the fact Entity Graph came online in 3.17, which means now we're waiting on... Uh, the replication layer to come online, which is 3.18, which means we are actually on schedule for static server mesh first iteration, potentially 3.20, 3.21, at the end of the year, beginning of next year. Lots of stuff. Um, 
And last but not least, I want to make mention of something in, in specific. The Prospector is $155. They brought out the Hull A at $80. So literally half. They brought out the Expanse at $135 Warbond and $150 uh, not Warbond. Pure concept. Which means they actually very well may have learned their lesson in pricing because the Expanse is $5 cheaper in concept and $20 cheaper war bond concept than the prospector still is at $155. And the Hole came out at around the same price as purchasing other smaller MISC variants. It's even cheaper to buy the Hole A than it is to buy a Freelancer, for example. I think Freelancer is still $110 as a standalone. I can't quite remember. I could be wrong. Somebody feel free to fact check me on that. It was last time I checked. Yeah, it's $110. So the whole A came out really cheap in my mind. Obviously, I'm not buying it for real money. I'm waiting for it to come into the game, which we know probably it'll be in 318 to be able to buy, right? So again, I just want to make mention for this not being Star Citizen's ear, we sir, sure do seem to have a whole lot going on. 2022 seems like a pretty damn good year for Star Citizen. Star Citizen has been great for about a year. I, I, it's been a really, really good time for for a while. Like the, the, these features are awesome, but um, Star Citizen has ceased being, has, playing Star Citizen has ceased feeling like you're you're <coughs> doing somebody's testing for them mm. for about a year for me. I, I know I know that a lot of you have, have, have felt like that for a much longer time, but for me, it, it really, it, it's felt like a standalone, really enjoyable experience with no caveats for, for about that time. And it's just, it's just getting better and better. I think anybody, anybody who still says that there's some, that they, they're, they're bad actors and they have bad intentions and that it's, it's some kind of ruse or like anybody who's, who's still <laughs> saying that is a fucking idiot. Like, so it's just, it's just it's patently it's it's patently one of the most exciting video game projects in the world. I 100% agree. I want to clarify though. Anyone who says Star Citizen is a scam is one of two things. One of three things actually. Either A you're an idiot, B you are unaware of the facts, or C you are going into this with malice looking to shit on anything they do. But that doesn't mean that you can't say, I feel scammed by it. If you're someone who invested eight years ago, six years ago, four years ago, yeah, and had in your head a finite timeline by which you were going to get certain things, I, I, I am not here to tell you how to feel. You absolutely have the right to feel done... Uh, um, sort of wrong by or 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 in any way like whatever like <clears throat> hey man if you're one of these guys that you're pointing to a thing from 2014 or whatever where you had some here's my golden ticket and they said that by 2015 i'd be flying around in a spaceship and i don't have it and it's like okay i get it man you can feel personally as the size and the scope of the game has changed you can feel that you were done, done wrong by, and that's a reasonable feeling. I may agree with you. I may, if we if we sit down and I hear your specific points, I may have counterpoints. I may, <clears throat> you know, attack some of your assertions or statements, but I can't change the fact 
that, you know, you have a right to feel how you feel. But the most of the star citizen scam, most of those people aren't in that position. Just the same way as <clears throat> if you are a person who has feelings about elite as a player of elite, I will back you and hear you all day and be here for you to express your feelings. But most of the people that say star citizen scam, they're just parroting ignorant shit that they heard from someone. They don't know the facts. If When they go, star citizen scam, and then you go, because I saw that so many times on the Elite Dangerous forums, and, and that was, that, that sentiment seemed to be, oddly, very much promoted by the official forums. But it was people that never played the game, didn't know the details, didn't have information, so they were like, and I, and and when you say like, oh, why, why is it a scam? You can't play it; it's not going to be out for forever. Oh well, you can actually play it now. They have new builds all the time. You can, if you want, I can come into Discord. I, I'll, I'll put on the live stream. You can watch me fly around in ships. Well, okay, but but all those ships you have to buy with cash. Well, no, actually, you have to buy all of the brand new ships with cash when they've come out. But then three months later, in the next quarterly patch they're available for purchase for credits in game you don't ever have to pay anything other than your initial you know uh 45 dollars if you get it for regular but you can get it on sale several times a year for like 40 dollars and you can go into a free fly event where you don't have to pay anything to see it for yourself and whatever but I, it's i heard it's a scam because it, it was supposed to be it, 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 it was promised to be out eight years ago. Okay, well, oh, oh, geez, oh, 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 guy, oh, geez. Let me, uh, uh, but it's like, okay, but you're just hearing about it now. So if 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 a promise was broken eight years ago, or six years ago, or five years ago, that that promise was to someone else. It wasn't to you. You're here now. You can pay, play it for zero dollars at a free fly event. You can buy it for forty five dollars uh, or forty dollars on sale. And never, ever pay another penny. Uh, you can earn your shit in-game, whatever. Well, it's never going to be released. Okay, I can't prove that you're wrong there because I don't have time travel devices. Um, it isn't released yet, you're correct. But I can show you lots of actual progress that the game is making. I can show you where they've got the balls to do shit that every other fucking sellout game uh, out there just about is like, oh, we don't have the, it's too hard. We're not going to, no. Okay. Ship interiors. Yeah, I know we promise ship interiors, but we're not going to do them. Oh, I know we promise this, but we're not going to like, so again, if your feeling is, hey, I backed, I have a very concrete list of, I was told X by Y, I didn't get it and I'm angry. All right. You have a point, and there, nobody nobody should attack you and not let you express your point. You should be able to express your point. But if you're one of the vast majority, for every time I hear Star Citizen scam, one of them is a person that is angry because they backed and they felt like they were done wrong by it. And I, think, I feel like that person deserves to be listened to. The other 99 out of 100 are people that don't have a fucking clue what they're talking about and are just running their mouth parroting shit that they heard from someone who was probably just looking to stir the shit pot. Can I can I say something quickly? Sure. 
Um, I think that there's... Uh, I, I didn't actually follow Star Citizen very closely in uh, when it was first crowdfunded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I gather from people who followed it much more closely than me that there was an element of fake it till you make it. Um, yep. Particularly True. in terms of particularly in particularly in terms of um, things like whether or not they had a working engine, how far along the project was, uh, what was what was actually playable back then, um, and I think that probably Chris Roberts is a bit of a fake it till you make it type of personality. Sure. Um, I I don't really have a problem with that, and uh, and I and I don't mean that as an insult. Um, lots and lots of very successful people are, are kind of fake it till you make it personalities, um, and lots of great companies have been, have been built on dreams that have maybe involved a little bit of creative marketing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't deprecate anybody who 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 knows more about the the early days and the, and the promises versus reality of. Star Citizen in the in the first couple of years of development, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with those people. But now the experience now, and one of the reasons that I've one of the reasons I've 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 stayed positive about Star Citizen's development is because I haven't let myself get really sucked into analyzing every single communication and watching every single video. Um, I, a little bit of distance and a little bit of kind of benign benefit of the doubt has meant that I really enjoy it and 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 patient, um, which is healthy. Uh, but one of the reasons that I am pro it is that every time I play it, I am blown away. Like that, if if you play Star Citizen for twenty hours and you have somebody to somebody to show you the ropes, because understandably it doesn't have a tutorial, because why would an alpha have a tutorial um, when, when everything's going to change? If if you if you if you have somebody to help get you through the immediate friction and you actually engage with the game systems, I don't think there is a video game that will have more jaw dropping moments in it than Star Citizen does. Right now that's not that's you know that's irrespective of any well, future the devs have yeah, made yeah, totally agree. Let me, yeah absolutely yeah but any triple a released game doesn't match what you see in star citizen now no. in that regard the, the stuff that you see in star citizen is not possible the, the the experiences that star citizen offers right now are not possible mm. you can't do things you can't do things like dynamically land a spaceship on a on a on a on a planet surface fill it with fill it with um uh, fill it with vehicles that, <laughs> mm-hmm. that don't that don't like jank around and jitter and stuff fly somewhere else take them out go and dock <clears> in another <throat> spaceship pull out a gun do a load of seamless first person combat you, you like those experiences don't exist like star citizen I, is star citizen has star citizen has blown up what i thought video games could do mm-hmm. right now doing that a year ago like mm-hmm. it, it, it's it, it is not a so so yeah long story short like it if there's if there's an element of fake it till you make it in the beginning, then fair enough. But but anybody anybody who's actually played it, if if somebody hasn't played it, you should disregard their opinion because there are plenty of people out there who don't play it on principle and therefore don't know, and therefore their opinions are completely irrelevant. I I would like to say this. So Obsidian put out a video. I don't know if we've we've seen it yet. Um, I had some small personal issues with it, but overall it was it was really really good. Hmm. Uh, and I would definitely suggest people go watch it because OA is he's been he's been doing good work lately. Hmm. And he mentions, for example, people who have issues with Star Citizen's ship purchasing scheme mm-hmm. um, system. However, we whatever word we want to use, I hate to use scheme because it's, it has that negative connotation. But he brings up DCS. DCS World, which has been in development for over a decade, um, which is on version 2.7 beta, 
and DCS will sell $60, $70, $80 full fidelity aircraft. Some of them more. Like, There's some that are like $100 plus, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, the Apache right now that came out, which is in early access, it is a module, the Apache module that you have to buy to fly the Apache and DCS is in early access. It's considered beta. It's not finished yet. Is ninety dollars to fly the Apache in DCS. Mm. Not to mention the fact that <laughs> I personally fly the F eighteen Hornet in DCS, and I have a five hundred dollar X fifty six Otos. That you know, if you really want to get the full experience, you kind of need. Um, he meant you know, flight simulator, right? Microsoft Flight Sim. They there you have. I don't play it. But from what I gather, there are third-party companies that sell you airplanes uh -huh. and maps and stuff like that. I don't mind if you have an issue with Star Citizen selling ships because of the work that goes into these ships, which is something that OA brought up, right? The level of fidelity and attention to detail and the fact that these ships... Now, I will say I think Elite's flight model's better because I love I love the power switching and stuff, which Star Citizen did swipe. Let's just be honest. They did. But swipe a good system if it's work, right? So, um, but Elite doesn't have the same level of full simulation of the ship, of its internals, of its oxygen, of its life support, gravity, where its modules are located. I mean, it kind of does-ish, but I don't think it's the same level of fidelity. And I think the biggest thing is to remember that 10 years ago, I was part of a little team that set out to do that seamless space to ground and back again because no one had ever done it. I mean, technically, if you go all the way back to Frontier Elite 2, technically, that does it. But no one had ever done it like that. And even when you look at Stellar Forge and No Man's Sky and see the other two big giants when it comes to tech, Star Citizen is still trying to push boundaries in the technology that did not exist and this mm. is the thing people will never understand the first two years they had a dozen people year one and under 60 year two they've been doing technology and tools and engine development on top of building two games i'm tr i'm trying to get people to understand this part as a dev they're building an engine because they forked right they forked CryEngine. That doesn't mean it's the same engine. Please stop spreading the myth. A fork can become completely different code base. They are doing engine work while building a single-player experience and a multiplayer experience. And they have done this from concept all the way to where we are now. And that is the thing that has never been done in the industry ever. Mm. So, so <clears throat> yeah. that's a, Those are very good, very valid points. To Souverine's but. point, no, 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 but just one hundred percent agree. To oh, okay, cool. to Souverine's point, um, when you say you know, hey, this guy was you know, he, uh, Chris Roberts is kind of fake it till you make it, and you know, whatever. So then, a, a good chunk of that maybe is built on pie in the sky or you know, lies until you make it true, or however you want to spin that. You can shade that fifty thousand different ways. Here, I, I think you're absolutely correct. I think Chris Roberts is a pie in the sky guy. I think he fakes it until you make it. I think he, if you want to look at that negatively, you can call him guilty of all of that. And and as a result, some customers, some people 
are going to see that and are going to have a huge negative response to that. That's not for everyone. My my challenge back or my comment on that, while I 100% agree with what you say, is this. No one who ever changed the world isn't that. No, no one no, ever no one ever makes something great that isn't like, fuck it, nobody's done this before. How are we going to do it? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Let's get some engineers in a yeah. room and figure this shit out. Elon Musk blew up all kinds of fucking rockets trying to land a rocket so you could reuse it because everybody in the world, including NASA, said, this shit can't be done. It's a fucking pipe dream. And he was like, well, we got to make it happen. And everybody's like, well, it can't be done. And they were right. It couldn't be done until he did it. Chris Roberts yeah. is doing all kinds of shit. As you pointed out, you see stuff in Star Citizen where it's like, I didn't know you could do this in a video game. Yeah, because... He told a lie to himself and the whole world of, we can do this, and then was like, fuck, we got to figure out how to cash that check, and then did it. If you're making yeah. FIFA 2022, FIFA 2023, if you're making NBA 2K23, if you're making just fucking iterative dog shit product of, this is the same as last year, but with a 3% different graphics and some little hook... Yes, you can 100% be a guy who's just wearing a fucking suit and a tie and sits down in his cubicle and says, we're going to iterate on this product and make it 2% different than last year's. And you don't ever have to tell a lie to yourself or your investors or the world. You can just say, I know we can do this and we can have it done by six months from now. And then after that, we'll release it to all of you guys who will fucking keep paying money for the same dog shit and we'll start on next year's if that's and you know what there's there's a customer base for that there's people that like that god bless have fun get your call of daddy this year and call a daddy next year and fucking oh uh, this is PUBG, but now with squirt guns okay fine but if you're doing something that it's like, oh, we're going to change the fucking face of video games. We're going to change the face of movies. We're going to change the face of rockets or anything, aircraft, anything like that fucking crazy big. You do have to just sort of make a lot of promises that you're going to have to try to figure out. And some of them work and some of them don't. And you don't get it all. And anyone who's mad about yeah. any of that... They have a right to feel how they feel. But me personally, I look at it this way. You can have a world with an Elon Musk who tries weird shit, or you could just deal with the fucking same old guys at Boeing and Raytheon that just put out their iterative whatever and never dream big and always more or less tell you the truth because they're not stretching in any way to do anything exciting. What I want, I want something exciting. I have a thousand other games that are more or less the same as whatever. I'm looking for that outlier. I'm looking for that dude, chick, group, whatever, that are just fucking doing something mind-blowing because that's what gets me excited. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we move on to Nomansky, we haven't heard from... from uh, uh, we haven't heard from Tweaked. We haven't heard at all from 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 Chad. And Rain just got in a little. So okay. let's start with Tweaked. Chad, go for it. All right. So there's a few other customer-facing features. 
<clears throat> the, the clinics and space stations all have different layouts now and are themed to the planet they're around. So around Hurston, they have the dark tile and the gold trim and, and so on. So they may add some, some variety to the clinics and space stations the, throughout the system. Uh, you're also now able to purchase and haul ship components and weapons as cargo. So you don't have to fly your little itty-bitty fighter out into the far reaches of the system to transfer a shield. You can take your cargo ship, buy it, put it on your ship as cargo, fly it back to your home planet, and then transfer it to your fighter there. So you can have all your components in one place and not being transferring them and then leaving them who knows where else in the system. Uh, that's a big, that's a nice big feature of in ship, ship inventory. So like a Nomad or MSR or, or a, a Miss Freelancer can now haul components and ship weaponry as cargo. Uh, there's also carryable storage containers. So you can get a storage container as a box. It puts stuff in it that you loot instead of having to try to drag it all into your backpack. So you can have something you can carry around back to your ship nice. once you're done looting stuff. And those are purchasable and usable in-game. Um, and, of course, there's the coffee vendor in Area 18. So you can, now you can buy coffee from an AI and have different types of drinks. And it's actually a pretty neat, neat little thing. Now... Another interesting point is that the Spartan, which is the ballista's little brother, is half the cost of the ballista at 255,000 credits. And the hover quad is only 88,000 credits, which is half the price of the Dragonfly. So they're pricing in-game items cheaper than their counterparts as well. So they're making stuff easier to acquire. Um, and if you want to get the Almighty Redeemer, which is a mini hammerhead, it's 8.6 million. But considering its capabilities, I mean, it's a heck of a ship, you know, with multiple gigantic guns on it. Uh, and well, you and your friends could save up to uh, to get one and then have a great time. Mm. Tweaked. Your thoughts on all this with, with Star Citizen before we move on to Nomansky. Yeah, well, I've said it pretty much every episode since I got into Star Citizen last September or whenever it was that CIG is trying to make history with this game. They are pushing the video game industry forward with mm -hmm. what they're building here with Star <clears throat> Citizen. And 3.17 is turning out to be even just another step closer to that. I mean, with everything that you just heard that's coming with this one single patch that's more than we've seen in elite in years mm. oh my god yes and and the fact is i was in 3.17 briefly before i went to have some dinner before the show i my home is area 18 so i got dressed i loaded up and i started walking around and i'm noticing 50 fps 45 fps walking through the center of area 18 I'm getting 80 FPS at Riker Space Station Area 18. There's been nice. an improvement in FPS. It's going to make it so much more playable once this patch gets steadied out. I went and tested out the coffee vendor, which worked flawlessly, unlike the bartenders typically. So I'm hoping that improves other things. And not for nothing, but I, I don't know if this is Quanta, but I kind of felt like I saw some NPCs going in and out of stores and stuff that I hadn't really noticed prior. Mm. So I, I, I don't know if that's a thing or if I just am noticing different things. But mm. yeah, I'm excited. I think what I'm going to do after the stream tonight <laughs> is 
is hop in a ship and go fly to Hurston and check out the new clouds and go buy a hover quad down at uh, New Deal in, in, in Lorville there. And then I'm going to go check out the river over on New Babbage and fly my hover quad around it and stuff. I, I, you, you can't make this stuff up. I this Like I've said, this is the stuff I dreamed about doing in a video game ever since I saw Star Wars in 1977. And we're finally yep. here and able to do this stuff. I think agreed. This I, is this is what uh, this is what frontier. This is what elite was supposed to be in twenty yes. twenty four. Hell yeah! I think a lot of people love to to shit talk on Star Citizen and point at their failures because oh my god, do they have a lot of failures? They do. Let's be honest. Star Citizen fails so much on so many things. They blow every deadline. They you know whoop, they fucked up this. They fucked up that. They whatever. Here's the thing. Anyone who doesn't fail isn't doing anything hard. Star Citizen is constantly yeah. doing hard shit. And as a result, like almost everything, they they fail, they fuck up, they blow the deadline, they whatever. And then six months late, nine months late, they you know, they come out with it and oh, here's the thing that we tried to do and we failed, whatever. But it's not again, you want you want NBA 2K? You want pro golf fucking 2023, 2024, 2025? It's because they're not doing anything hard. If you try a hard I thing and fail and are honest about it and keep trying and then succeed, that's a fucking heroic in my book. That is the shit that I want to be a part of. If you either A, try something and lie and cover it up, FDev, or don't try anything because you're lowering your fucking expectations, FDev. That's the shit that I walk away from. Would you have, Sue? I think just just a general point. I've been thinking for the last few months that appetite for failure is a really good correlator for success. Like if you the the that the more the more averse you are to the concept of failing, the probably less likely you will be to succeed in general. Appetite for failure is, a, I, I think, is I've observed it with people I know is the people that who who are the people who are happiest to to risk failure are the ones that generally succeed. Eventually get it. Yeah, they're the ones that change the world. All right, Lady Rain, I want you to close us out with your closing thoughts on Star Citizen before we move on to Nominsky. I don't know. I just, you all know me. I've been here since day one, and I feel like Morpheus from the Matrix. I'm beginning to believe. I mean, I've believed for a long time. Oh, yeah. But 317 is probably the best the game's ever been, and I genuinely believe Pyro is coming at the end of the year. Hell, yeah. I, I, I'm ready to be wrong, but I sure hope I'm not. And isn't it good to see, like 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 Neo, or, or sorry, Morpheus, when you have the, or whatever, when you have the people that it's like, You've been believing for a while. Isn't it neat to see newer people, whether it's elite refugees, whether it's Jack Frags, whether it's Obsidian Ant starting to get more into his coverage, whether it's Drew Wagar getting in. Isn't it neat to see others starting to see what you've seen for a while? It is, yeah. yeah. Um, we've, you know, um, as I've made mention before, as somebody who grew up in a cult, a literal cult, um, people calling this a cult has been very disgusting and, and not okay. Um, and it is, you know, and, and I think I've had, among other people I know that are also devs that are playing Star Citizen, 
we've had that very unique experience of getting both ends of it, of being able to play the game, but also understanding the things the average gamer doesn't, which is why this is taking so long and why so many of us are looking at this going, wow, uh, you guys are really doing stuff we've never even thought of doing. You know, so, you know, I've been part of projects that were pioneering um, as well, but this is this is on another level. And it's fantastic to see all this positivity the last few months of of 2022. Uh, so I, I'm just glad this isn't Star Citizen's year because I want to see what comes next year when wow. it is Star Citizen's year. So, you know. Wow. All right. Uh, the last thought before we close out Star Citizen, I just want to leave you guys with this. Caveat, caveat, caveat. Uh, I said it on last week's show, and I mean it. I'm still here for it now. It, this 317 looks great. I'm super excited. But, 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 everyone, please temper your expectations with this thought in mind. They literally, with this patch, are just starting a lot of the uh, Quanta stuff. They're just starting a lot of the server streaming, whatever the hell stuff that's a part of this, like a, a key component step necessary for meshing. And in 3.17 on the PTU, there was lots of weird issues where the streaming stuff, it's like, oh, it works sometimes and then it doesn't. So it was like, hey, elevators didn't all fucking load in so everybody that tried to use an elevator anywhere would fall through or hey a wall didn't stream in over there or hey the front of my ship streamed in but not the back i i think and i could be wrong and i'm more than willing to be proven wrong by people that are smarter than me but i think that what we're going to see for the next two to three patches is some weird quirks and jank as part of the we're starting to get this server streaming. We're starting to get this next step, next step. We're building the building blocks of server meshing to get to where it needs to be. So just if there's some weird jank, I hate to be that guy, but like I got to say, it is an alpha and it's not just a standard blank. It's an alpha. What are you going to do? Like, like defense. It's a very specific they're doing a new thing with server streaming. It's brand new. It's just landing now. It's going to lead to some jank, but it is a good growing pain to go through because we need that for the stuff that we really, really want. We need that for Pyro. We need that for multiple systems. We need that for larger servers. We need that for all of the things that is going to turn Star Citizen into a final, fully pledged, like fully finished game. So like... Just have a little bit of patience right now and know that this isn't a thing. Because you're going to get some people, I swear to Christ, you're going to get some people who are going to go, this game's nine years old and the fucking wall didn't load in. Dude, they weren't doing server streaming nine years for, ago. It's a brand, it's literally, this thing is, count it, two hours, three hours old. Okay? So just know that this is new shit. There's going to be some jank. And... In two, three patches, that'll be smoothed out. It'll be behind us, and we'll be at a place where, remember last year when the biggest fucking problem with Star Citizen is, God damn it, I can't play that fucking game because I 30K and then I lost all my stuff, and what's the point? And now that's no longer the biggest thing. That's no longer the thing that kills us all. So, like, this, this too shall pass. Just have a little bit of patience with it. Respond. Give feedback, 
report bugs, report issues, report problems, and know that you're part of the process. And remember, Nelson Mandela said it always seems impossible until it's done. And you know what? He seemed like a pretty smart fella. All right. So let's move on to the next topic, which is Nomanski. So that the, the, I'll admit right now there was a little bit of a bait and switch with uh, uh, what's next for one of our most beloved space games. And then we had the, the thumbnail was the Elite thing, whatever. Uh, elite wasn't the game I was talking about there. It was Nomanski. Um, let's look at what the... I played a lot more of the expedition and have played some more of the game uh, of the update in general and am having fun with it. Let's look at some of the stuff that this update brought. Okay. Whole new ships, the solar ships, and, and they have cool characteristics and a whole different, it's basically expanded because you had your, 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 your combat ships, your exploration ships, your living ships, your hauler ships, and now you have a fifth whole column of types of ships, which is your solar sail ships and the interesting intricacies that those, you know, bring to the game. Um, they've changed a whole lot of the combat models with regard to, um, like, how the the ships handle how they behave what you're dealing with the the enemies are way better now they they have shields um the flight characteristics are a little bit better um they changed you know these weapons work on shield these weapons work on hull the weapons have different uh you know between the infra knife and the and the the blasters like the various different lasers and missiles they have pros and cons, things that they're useful for or or not as useful for. They added in the whole the squadrons thing. So now, uh, even like you know, look at elite squadrons. It's literally a thing that I think they were going to do something with. They were going to make it tied to fleet carrier ownership, and then they didn't. Uh, but there really doesn't really seem to be any point. There's you know, there's a thing for pl player minor factions. You can you can join a player minor faction, and 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 that's. Uh, well, I mean, you can support a let's <laughs> support a player minor faction, and 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 you know that's a cool thing. But squadrons in and of themselves, in elite, for example, they don't have any real tangible benefit other than you can link and share bookmarks, map bookmarks. Uh, whereas in this game, <clears throat> they're literally putting in you can have MPC squadron mates that you summon that you level up that you you know level up their ship and level up their combat capabilities and now you have them with you uh they added in all kinds of cool stuff with regard to outlaw stations where you can smuggle and then you can get equipment that's good for smuggling you can get rewards that are, are come from smuggling that help, help reset your whatever so you have outlaw stations like pirate owned stations where there's all kinds of illicit goods they changed um, a lot. Yeah, I know, Wintermute. Infra, infra Knife is my fucking weapon because it's always been my weapon. Mm -hmm. But it does also do really good against both shields and hulls. It is it is, it is, is choice. I hi If you have the money, I highly recommend it. Uh, but they, they've added in so many other aspects to it of, you know, you see uh, 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 the, the freighters. I always call them fleet carriers. But you see the freighters. In, you can actually see them in atmosphere now. You can see them attacking bases, you know, in settlements and whatnot. 
Um, in in the last patch that they just did fucking a month ago, they dropped uh uh or it was the end of February. They dropped uh where like you could build your like highly advanced robot companion. Um, the one before that, they added in more characteristics for your 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 pet companions, your 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 physical companions that were there. Um, they have done just so much with graphical upgrades. Uh, they they added to this one like all kinds of cloth physics, so it, it's not just like a hard whatever. So now you have capes, and it, it's not just capes. It's the ability to do more with the physics engine graphically to make neat stuff. Um, so let's look at sort sort of with, with all of that in mind. And please feel free when, when I open this up to conversation to add other stuff that I miss because I know there's tons of stuff that I miss. There's so much good stuff in this update. Let's let's look at that. And let's look at what the three games, the, the the big three, the Holy Trinity are, okay? Star Citizen is not a game. It is a yet-to-be-released product. It is an MMO, or at least will be when it's released, okay? And that's huge. Elite is a game. It is a released product. It is not an MMO. Let's fucking be honest about this. Elite is a mostly solo experience that sometimes is a co-op game no man's sky is a released game 100 true it is not let's be honest an mmo it is a mostly solo sometimes co-op game now these three these holy trinity they have pluses and minuses in all of you know the, the things that they bring to the genre I, here's some things that I would like to see coming with that in mind, knowing sort of the base of where the three products lie. I want to take this week and let's talk about what we want coming from Nomansky. Let's maybe the following week, Star Citizen, and the following week, you know, uh, uh, or or at future episodes, we'll have a discussion topic about Elite and 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 uh, if it's still a thing and uh, and Star Citizen. So here's what I would like to see from. No Man's Sky. A continuation of the story. They already have these things that are on planets everywhere that are these weird boundary markers. It looks like a Stargate that's just a larger Stargate. It's a big hoop type Stargate thing. And it said it's a weakness on the boundary between uh, the, um, the like dimensions or something. I would like to see that be a thing. I would like to see some kind of alien race, some kind of Jem'Hadar type guys come flooding through there and attacking us and we have to fight them. I would like to see us going through that to fight them on their own turf and have interesting whatever. <clears throat> I would like to see a continuation of, like, Nomansky already has the best base building of easily of the three. Star Citizen has all kinds of plans for super interesting base building, and I'm super excited for what's to come, but we haven't seen any of it yet. Elite Dangerous had sort of hinted that there was going to be base building, and then I don't think that that's ever going to be a thing at this point, but, like, whatever. Um, Star Citizen, or sorry, No Man's Sky does have it. It's out now, and it's actually really fucking good. Um. I want to see them continue along with that whole spectrum of what you can do with your base. I think what you can do already with your base and what you can do already with uh, your your freighter is fucking amazing, but I'd like to see more on it. 
Um, I'm seeing a lot of chat back and forth asking about the home system for the Black Sky Legion. If you join the Discord uh, and go into the No Man's Sky, there's a base hub channel. We have the coordinates for the, the home system, and people are building bases. We're working on building a mega structure. We got sidetracked a little bit with that, but we're going to build a mega structure or a couple. And yeah, we have all of that stuff uh, there for you. But I, I want to see No Man's Sky continue with all of the stuff you can build, which is great. It's already great, but I'd like to see him just more. I'd like to see the story co go forth. I would like to see more combat abilities with regard to an interesting actual threat. Uh, I don't really consider the Sentinels to be that much of a threat or the pirates. I'd like to see an invasion of some kind that we get to, to fight against. I would like to see very much so the option for a more advanced flight and combat model. Now, when I say the option, they did a thing in this update, which I think was really great, where you can sort of lock on to a target using, like there's this auto sort of pilot mode or whatever, which will do that and let you just handle one aspect of it. I think that's a very cool and very inclusive way to go because I would love to see no Man's Sky include a lot more detailed flight model, but I would like it to be an optional thing that you can tick a box to skip if you don't want to. If you're an old school No Man's Sky lover, I would hate to see you get pushed aside by someone saying, well, we're going to do the elite Star Citizen flight model. And now because you don't want that level of realism, you don't like it. I think that they showed with this patch that they have the ability to make the flight model more complicated and optional to skip that you could literally just say, I want to play the star citizen style, elite dangerous style flight model of no man's sky, or I would like to play classic no man's sky flight model. And then just give the players the ability to choose. Oh my God. I would fucking love that. I would love to see them do more with ship interiors. They have fleet carrier or, freighter sorry interiors i would love to see them do more with the the actual just like the smaller ships maybe give it like a room a small room and you could whatever i would love to give us the opportunity to more engineer our ships to literally say okay i like the nose off of this one i like the wings off of this one i like the whatever off of this one and let us do more with that oh my god i would love that um, these are some of the things that I would love to see brought to No Man's Sky. Let's go. Let's start with Chad this time. What, 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 uh, what would you love to see brought to No Man's Sky? You muted, Chad. Okay. Well, yep. um, well, a better flight model. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I've tried it, it's like trying to land on where you want to land is difficult at best. Mm. Um, there's, it's a lot, for a small team, they've done an amazing job over the last several years, and they keep on pumping out the content, mm -hmm. and to basically say, look, we know we screwed up, but we're making it up to you mm -hmm. 100 times over, mm -hmm. and this is how a game redeems itself, mm. you know, if, if Frontier wanted to actually put, put your know, time and effort into, into Elite, they could do the same thing, but, they could. you know, still have they could. I, and I think that's a great point, Chad. It should be said, No Man's Sky dropped as an absolute shit show. I mean, these guys were like, 
Oof, yeah. These yeah. guys were the the poster boy for horrifically botched launch. But over, I would say, about a year, year and a half, they made it good to the point where they gave you everything they owed you. And they've been going for years now over and above that to just like, you redeemed yourself a long ass time back. You're still giving us yep. stuff? Thank you so much. Yeah, agreed. Hell yeah. Yeah, and they're not charging for content. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Oh has- my God, yes. 100%. It's insane. 100%. Uh, I, you know, you can say, you know, oh, I don't like the Star Citizen model of charging for ships. Yeah, okay, I get that. I get that. You could say, uh, you know, Elite only charges for cosmetics. You're right. I mean, the new cosmetics, the new outfit, the throwback outfit's like 15 fucking bucks. So it's like, yikes. But, you know, it's still true that they only charge for cosmetics. Star Citizen doesn't even charge for cosmetics. They're literally like, even just cosmetic shit. Everything in the game, you earn in the game. We don't want your money. You paid. I'm like, what? I, have you Have you ever... Has that ever in the history of time has a company ever just said, "Don't give us any more money. We're just going to keep giving you shit." What? Uh, yeah, what? Right. All right. Uh, let's hit up Suv. Your thoughts on all this? Okay, I've been playing uh, No Man's Sky or a lot this week and mm. absolutely loving it. I've, I've been playing No Man's Sky basically since launch. I didn't. I, I uh, at launch it was crap and I wasn't really interested. Um, and I played it more and more. I, play, I think I played it quite a lot in about 2018, 2019. And that's when I put most of the hours into it that I've got. Mm. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it, particularly the base building. I really loved the base building. Um, and uh, But I've been playing it more, the most this week since that I have since I have it, since I've, since I've owned it, really. Um, and it is just, it is just en- an endless delight now. Like, there is so much content. There are so many new handcrafted missions popping up every time you fly somewhere so many unique encounters it's so beautiful it is stunningly beautiful the particle effects and the fog and everything it's a it's a it's an absolute screenshot generator um the uh the i i had failed to i'd I'd completely disregarded how important it is for me uh to look cool in video games Mm. and they have started making the player avatars look less fucking goofy um so i can actually uh, play somebody that doesn't look like a Lego man anymore, which is quite fun. Um, the it is it, it's just it's an absolute masterpiece. It's it's wonderful. The um, uh, I think in terms of where I want to see it go next, I, I have actually been thinking about this. Um, there's and I've, I've I've talked a little bit about things that I want um, No Man's Sky to do. I, I think last week I talked or possibly um, another show I, I talked a little bit about um, the fact that. Hello Games don't treat No Man's Sky like an RPG. They tr- it, it is it, it's very much its own category of game. Mm. And well, I mean, technically, it's it's really a survival <laughs> game, a survival exploration game. Um, but and I would I would quite like it if it was a little bit more like an uh, an RPG, and you had to commit to your decisions a bit more, and that the the game world did more to convince you of its veracity. Mm. And I get, I, you know, those who have played through the main quest, like I have, will understand why that is. And actually, the game is very internally consistent, mm-hmm. but. That doesn't help. That doesn't help with the vague sense of unrealism that permeates everything. Mm. And I don't. I don't. I don't just mean pink grass. Like that. That's that's fine. I mean internal consistency and the the sense that the game is never really interested in persuading you that you're not playing a video game. Mm. Um, so I'd quite like it to to commit slightly more to 
making you feel like part of the world. Mm. Um, but in terms of actual specific wish lists, I the flight model is talked about a lot, and I and I have never I've never played No Man's Sky for its flight model or its combat model. Um, but I have been enjoying it a lot more this week, partly because the new solar ships are much much better. Um, they they all have regenerating um, launch thrusters, and I, I I don't know why No Man's Sky don't just scrap launch thrusters as a concept and just have one type of fuel for um, for the starships. It is immensely I don't, I don't know on what planet somebody decided that having a different type of fuel for your launch thrusters was a good idea because it is never more than is never anything other than irritating. Mm. Um, but the the new ships automatically regenerate launch thruster fuel, so that's good. The solar sails have massively increased maneuverability, which is which is really fun. And I've actually been I've actually been enjoying doing space combat with the starship with my new starship in No Man's Sky for the first time since I played it. Um, and I I think that where I've come to and I I, I talked to Earth Serpent and um, sorry I didn't well yeah Earth Serpent and Tweaked had a had a really interesting conversation about this a while ago and I I saw the back end of it and uh, and chipped in late in the piece because it really made me think but i actually don't mind arcade as a i i actually think that arcade doesn't need to mean simplistic and rubbish like i don't think that in order to make no man's sky star um flight model better it needs to emulate uh elite dangerous or star citizen mm. those, those games are great they convince you that you're flying a real spaceship and you have to worry about things like <clears throat> about uh, you have to worry about things like um power management and um and and you know atmosphere entry angle and all that sort of thing um arcade is different arcade is a thrill from a from a different reason and loads of games are arcade and really fun mm. um and i and I, the, the the key to arcade is pronounced audiovisual feedback loads and loads of very obvious audio audiovisual feedback for the player mm. um simple controls with a limited set of of simple powerful interactions um that are that it's easy to pick up effortless to pick up but with a high skill ceiling that's hard to master um and i and i i mentioned the other day um mario kart as one of my favorite arcadey games yeah um that game is you can pick it up as a three-year-old you can play mario kart if you you, you can play mario kart what whoever the hell you are mm. um but it is a it has a high skill ceiling and it is possible to be very good at it um even though it is not complex like you know you don't change gear you don't there's no granular control of systems. There's absolutely no effort to convince you that you're driving a car. Um, it's just simple controls with a high skill ceiling. And I think No Man's Sky should lean into that. I really don't want to have to push. I really don't want to have to deploy landing gear in No Man's Sky. I really don't want to have to worry about power management and uh, an orbital mechanics um, and uh, and all the rigmarole that goes into flying a real aircraft or spaceship. I'm not interested. The They could really lean into the arcade aspect and make it brilliant fun. <laughs> With just a, a few little things, I think the I think the combat UI needs a massive overhaul. Um, I don't think the information is in useful places, and and it's too difficult to know what's going on at any one time. Um, and I think that uh, with a I think that with a simple drift mechanic, like a limited flight assist off mechanic, whereby you hold hold down a button and you momentarily mostly decouple your thrust from your vector, mm. would be awesome in No Man's Sky, like a little bit like power sliding in Mario Kart. Mm. Um, because it would let it would let you pull off awesome drifts. Um, it would help you um, get a bead on your target in, in a much more interesting way. Um, it, yeah, it, it it it'd be great, and it would it would transform. I think that those two things would transform um, No Man's Sky's flight model to from being 
perfunctory to being something that I actually play it for, something that I actually log into the game and play it for. Let me add um, another. Let me add another thing yeah. that I think you're definitely going to want to comment on. Yeah, I love the planets. I love the like the the way. Just you, you go, you find there's a jungle, there's underwater, there's all this stuff, and you can seamlessly transition from one to the next to the other. I find the galaxy model in No Man's Sky and specifically sort of the map of it to be just a ball ache. You can never... Yes. Oh my God, it's so bad. <laughs> it's yes. literally... The one thing that's great is like you can just find a Stargate, get the glyphs, and then be like, here's where I'm at. Because yeah. other than that, other than that, it's like I am at this place and your friend's like, how do I get there? And the answer is always the same. Call up the anomaly, we'll party up, and then just yep. fucking exit into yep. my system because I have no clue where I'm at. I have no clue how to tell you where you're at. I have no yep. clue how to get from yep. A to B other than use the anomaly. Yeah, nobody, nobody in No Man's Sky has ever has any idea of where they are. The galaxy is a homogenous is a is a homogenous oval that is uh, that has no difference in stellar density between the arms and the void between the arms. Um, um, which galaxy? Because there's of 256 them. of them. <laughs> uh, there's actually there's actually all, all 255 because the the one galaxy is listed twice. It's listed as 256, <laughs> oh, yeah. but it's also one. But like, yeah. but like, yeah. but like, like legit, all of them are the same way. You're on the map and you're like, I have no fucking clue where I am. Yeah, the, the problem the, the problem with the galaxy or the galaxies in No Man's Sky is that functionally, in terms of the player experience, they're actually no that experientially they're no different from a random number generator. Yep. The, the, the player's experience wouldn't be diminished if it was just entirely random. Um, there is the, the game has no sense of geography. It has no sense of um, history or journey because you never know where you are uh, when you open the. You can only open the galaxy map space. Hey, why oh. can you only open the galaxy map when you're in space? What a stupid, pointless limitation. Um, the uh, When you open it, you, you have a vague idea of where you are because of a yellow point on JPEG. Oh, top losing the yeah. Which is not, uh, Am I lagging? Yeah, you're you're robotting again, Soof. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. I've got so much to say. That's really annoying. Can you can you come back to me in a few minutes? Sure. We'll go to Tweak, then we'll go to Suv, and then I know Rain's got a big thing to close it out. So go ahead, Tweaked. Yeah. I how would you probably... like? How, how would you like my idea of a real super in depth comp flight model that you could just turn off if you were a classic player that wanted the classic experience? Yeah, I'd be fine with that because I would turn it on. It yeah. would make yeah. more fun for me to fly, but I don't care if anybody else has it really. Yeah. I probably should have thrown my VR headset on and jumped into this new update for No Man's Sky instead mm -hmm. of getting sucked into Elite this week. Uh, and it does look interesting. It's a lot closer to pulling me back, that's for sure. But I think, for me, the one thing that I really would like them to add is I, when I was in No Man's Sky, I didn't feel a purpose. I didn't feel like I had anything really pressing to go do there was go fly here go look at this planet go run this mission but i didn't really feel like there was a reason for anything and i wish they'd give me a reason to exist there hmm okay and i really would like some better fps combat in it too it's 
like you said, some better bad guys, some invasions or whatever. It's they gotta fix that kind of stuff. But have you, I, like have I, said, you I Sentinels too? I don't like Sentinels personally. No, I don't. I I'm not um, my sci-fi worlds. I don't really care about fighting robots unless I guess they're Cylons. Mm. But I'm more. No, of I mean, a, I mean, uh, I mean. Have you played? Have you played first person? Have you shot anything since the first since the Sentinels update? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. And I just didn't enjoy it. It's very. It feels like the phasers from Star Trek almost <laughs> in a weird way. And mm. I don't like the big the mechs that you got to fight. I just, none of the enemies excite me. They they just don't. And it, none the 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 combat doesn't feel fun. Even in Odyssey, when I'm being hunted by fifteen guards. While the gunplay is putrid, the action is exciting. And I'd never really felt that too terribly often in No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky was a Star Trek-y, look at the funny colors on this planet and look at that, and then turn it off and forget all about it. And I, I wish they'd give me a reason to exist and want to progress in that world. So I know tweets. We did the we did a, together the thing where you find a like a it's almost like a haunted house. You find the derelict, the derelict freighter, freighters, and yep. that had a little bit of like a little story hook, even though it was proc gen. Yep. It had a little whatever, and and it had like these weird abominations that you were fighting. I feel like if they were to do a massive expansion that had like some Jem'Hadar type guys or some real fucking crazy goth type, you know, there's like oh my god, there's these fucking you know cthulhu type dudes that are coming from another dimension and you got to fight all their foot soldiers or like some kind of real like uh there's these weird bug guys that are attacking that are like uh <clears throat> you know uh what was that the, the 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 what was the book that was like a send-up of like uh fascism uh space uh, the big space bugs. It was Neil Patrick Harris was the fucking Nazi SS officer. Yeah, Starship Troopers. Oh, Starship Troopers. Troopers. I feel like if there was some kind of a <clears throat> Starship Troopers type whatever where they have amazing planets full of crazy, scary-looking fucking creatures that just don't really fuck with you all that much. I felt like I feel like if, if all of a sudden there was a big wave of invasion and bad guy, you know, there was some Thargoid bug you know, space bugs that were hell bent on destroying the galaxy. I think tweaked would like if that and a good combat model, I think he would be in like Flynn. I, and I agree. I agree. Just sort of the, the, the little robots, the little sentinel robots. I'm like, yawn easy. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, let's, let's let, Suv, you sounded clear. So finish up your thoughts and then let's let rain go. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, I think the galaxy map is absolute fucking dog shit. I think the galaxies in general are not particularly sophisticated. I, I discovered the other day that rather than that, you can't actually get to the edge of the galaxy because there's a region called the Fade, which mm -hmm. sounds more interesting than it is. Basically, the Fade is um, is is a, a band around the edge of the galaxies, which is populated has populated systems, um, but you can't visit it. Uh, what a what, why why one of the great things about Elite Dangerous is being able to get to the edge of the galaxy and all the wonderful screenshots of people looking into absolute black and having the galaxy behind them or below them or above them, like it, that is a real shame that No Man's Sky doesn't let you do that. But the the fact that the galaxy map is so poor, the fact that you can access it in such limited scenarios, the fact that it gives you such crap feedback about where you are and where you've been, 
is one of the reasons that that game has no sense of they talk about it being a journey but no man's sky doesn't feel like a journey it just feels like an an, an endless montage of screenshots i don't feel like i've i have no sense of travel because i don't know where i've been um and the galaxy map is primarily responsible for that and it really really needs overhauling in a big way i mean elite dangerous's galaxy map is beautiful and mm-hmm. excellent and unrivaled at this point mm-hmm. unrivaled completely unrivaled and, and hello games should just be like okay well that's the industry leader let's make a galaxy map like that let's do the best we can um because their game is supposed to be about exploration um so yeah fix that shit uh, i would like to see multi-tools visible on the character on the player character in third person because uh, i love that stuff i love the fact that in new world your weapons are all like placed on your skeleton and make you look badass uh, I like looking badass in games, put our multi-tool on our back. Um, I don't know why we can't visually customize our ships and multi-tools. Somebody told me it's because that sitting in space stations waiting for the right spawn so that you can get the color you want at the, at the grade you want is part of the gameplay. Well, I, I think that board flipping, because that's basically what it is, is not fun, but gameplay. That is shit gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would be there's no there is no mechanical reason to not let us visually customize our starships and multi-tools it's shit um, in elite like to... it's shit in new world it's shit in nomansky yeah um i uh i don't i would like to see ra- uh, race or species specific architectural styles um it, it irks me that the there space is. stations are all the same. in no man's sky yes there is this this really? this is one of the things i was going to bring up when it was my turn but go ahead uh, okay well my, my my understanding is that the the little outposts on planets are all uh are all the same and the space the, the update the that lets you have your own outpost each outpost yeah. has a completely different architectural style based on what race it is mm-hmm. i i Ooh, so okay. for the, for the awesome. little outpost yes i w- what but i think the point that sue's getting to and i support it is that it would be neat if you were on a solar system that had <clears throat> sort of i would like to see gek cities i would like to see uh, Kovac yes. cities. I would like yes, to see Viking exactly that. Yeah. cities that are not <clears throat> the NPC, uh, the little small ones that we build and build up. But I would like to see actual, like, hey, this is a Gek system. I'd like to see some feeling to that of actual cities and whatever on the planet. And like, hey, look, this is a like this isn't my little city that's spawned up one of whatever ways and built up, but it's like an actual city. I'd like to see some, some of that. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's that's absolutely right. I, I think um, the my point, the, the Frontiers, I'm glad that I haven't engaged with the Frontiers uh, update yet because um, the one that added Little Towns because, well, I was told that it was very shallow, but also I just haven't got around to it. Um, and I re- I'm really, really pleased that it's there, uh, but it doesn't fix the problem that apart from that, the galaxy has no sense of civilization differentiation. Mm-hmm. Um, the, all the structures that you find dotted around planets have the same architectural style. Uh, and it, it's a nod to that RPG thing I was talking about earlier. Like I want, like I would love it if I'd love it if Hello Games played a few hours of Morrowind, and then we're like, okay, that was done 20 years ago. That was an absolutely superlative way to make a a place convincing and give it the the impression that it has history and different cultures and tensions and and real stuff. And try and inject a little bit of that. So as Kai said, like cities with distinct architectural styles, regions of the galaxy which are dominated by certain life forms. Like why don't why don't the Corvacs have their own region? Why 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 are they all why why are they homogeneously distributed around the galaxy? It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Imagine some um, home planets. Oh, oh my god, they're, yeah. But they're, so they're, cool. they're, I mean, they're, they're all, all architectural. <laughs> so. 
what well, I don't. I mean, there aren't. I'm I'm playing it right now. Like you 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 walk through. I, you and we're going to walk across this planet, and the little outpost I see that's an observatory will look the same whether I'm in a Gex system or a Corvax system or a or a Viking system. Right. Uh, so so to to clarify the, the distinction here, what Rain is saying and is is absolutely true is the settlements, the newer settlements, do have distinctions. And what Suv is saying is he would like to see. The, the outposts, the space stations, the like the the, the, the some of the previous stuff have some some flavors. Yeah, that's you're right. both yeah, you're yeah. both completely right. Okay, I mean even um even uh I think even Elite Dangerous manages to make Empire space feel different from Federation space with in terms of what's 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 allowed there. Uh, and what ships I, I mean, are we really and... being honest there with Orbis starports being the same everywhere except what color? Yeah, no, you, no, Rain, if you go in an Imperial yeah. starport, it feels different than yep. going in a federal starport. There's different <clears> laws <throat> yeah. about what you can import in there and stuff. So it it gives it a feeling of existence of place. But an Orbis starport's an Orbis starport no matter where you're at. Well, no, except for not, when you, except not. for, except Dude, for when no, you fly no, no, in. No, 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 Kai, Kai, Kai. Let me, let me, let me knowledge bomb here. Right. The, the, the station generation system in Elite Dangerous is awesome, and one of the reasons that I was really upset about Odyssey because Odyssey completely disregarded it. The way that the space stations are generated by the Stellar Forge in Elite Dangerous is, first of all, the, um, first of all, the population dictates the size and type of the uh, the starport present in the system. So if the, if the population is low, you only get a little outpost. If the population is high, you might get a, a reasonable, you might get a Coriolis. If it's very high, you might get an Orbis. If it's, if it's a core system, you might get a couple of Orbises or, or an Orbis and, a, and a, an Ocellus. Um, the, the Allegiance dictates the visual look of the, um, of the station in terms of like lighting and stuff. Um, so like Empire have blue lighting and blue logos all over them and Federation have have uh, have red and federation logos that's automatically more more that that already that's more sophisticated than no man's sky um if it's an industrial system you'll see uh you'll see big triangular sort of um fabrication or storage modules on a on a tight on a on a on a um a t uh, arms with s smaller radiuses so that they have so that they enjoy like 0.5 g um which is easier for kind of manipulating heavy cargo and materials and stuff um if it's a if it's a, a high-tech or a tourism economy you're more likely to see uh large hab rings with beautiful parks and civic buildings if it's a um if, if it's yes that's used the the economy type determines what you see the modules that you see on the old buses each every space station is different and if you know if you and if you recognize what the parts do you can make a reasonable stab at what the economy type allegiance and population of that system is it is so, far more sophisticated than people give it credit for and automatically completely knocks no man's sky out of the park so just to be clear from the outside of the station station there's only whatever there's five six whatever ten types there's the coriolis the orbis the fucking ocellus there's a couple there's a couple of different types of stations and then you can have like oh this has new hammers this doesn't whatever that's not what suv is talking about what suv is talking about part of that is that but and i just clarified i said there are whatever dozen whatever different types yeah. but more so the big point that suv is getting at is when you fly inside to dock 
inside of an imperial station you'll have these huge statues and things look a certain way you fly inside to dock in a uh, a federation system it'll have different parks it'll have different there's actually a a really real like more so than just the a couple dozen different sort of outer station body types so you can fly inside of a coriolis uh that is imperial uh uh uh, federation or independent or or alliance and they'll look the same on the outside if it's if it is a specific coriolis you can have some coriolis models that'll look exactly the same from the outside but when you fly through the slot and you're seeing the parks and where the little cars go by and the little like oh this one has like a looks like a little there's a like a little uh, you know office park over here and there's a hospital or whatever over there those ones very greatly based on the different types of if it's a, 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 a like a mining system or an agricultural system if it's alliance or independence or federation there's a, a good bit of modulation of all of that okay yeah yeah so is it the, my the, turn the, to go the, yet? the interior and the sure sorry i go okay so what i was saying and, and and especially in, in regards to to elite, I, I I get that I've only put a few hundred hours into the game. Was that from my personal experience? Yes. When you're inside the station, it looks different. I know that, right? I know that. I don't need it to be explained to me. I meant from the outside of the station too, like how the Orbis is an Orbis is an Orbis is an Orbis. Wouldn't barring if it's got rings or not. realistic to you? How many McDonald's look totally different from one another? Yeah, okay. How many cool. Walmarts I, look different? All right, I'm not allowed to Okay, fine. The thing is that they do look different. All right. I no, I get it. I'm not allowed to I'm I I re, I'm just, just you know what? To... Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> all right. Cuz I'm, I'm actually starting to get angry. So, moving on. All right. Um so I think with 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 No Man's Sky, um what I would like to see is quite a bit of what uh I you know, Sue's brought up and what you've brought up. Uh, because there's so much stuff it feels again like going to elite. Like there's there's so many cool things that they don't they don't they don't put public facing. You know, like getting into AXI combat, getting into like really involved in the really good gameplay. And No Man's Sky has like again hundreds of galaxies, but there are like different types. There's four different types of galaxies, and it affects the planetary generation. And like Sue said, the galaxy map's garbage. The only way I know where I've been is this little thin white line that's like tells me where I have come from, but that's it. And there's nothing else there. So I think they're they're really missing on the fact that they have this procedurally generated universe that's hundreds of galaxies and quintillions of stars, but we can't really navigate it. It's 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 I agree wholeheartedly. It's garbage. I've got this little tiny white line that tells me where I've came from and I can sort of navigate, I guess, to like black holes or whatever, but they don't capitalize on, well, there's different types of galaxies and, you know, some of them are, there's only 26 of this type and 26 of that type and 25 of that type and 178 of the mainline type of galaxies. We can't, I want to build space stations. I think it'd be really cool if, if base building was extended to being able to build up in space as well. Um, and those are my two big features is... Hey, you've got this giant, massive world that only takes up 12 gig worth of space. 
you really need to let us navigate through it. And I, I will not deny for an instant that navigation in Elite in a galaxy that size is fantastic. The level of, of exploration and control, just looking through the galaxy, planning a trip is, you know, for an exploration trip is, is amazing. So um, I think No Man's Sky still has yet to really capitalize on some of the cool stuff that they've got. And I hope they do. I mean, their base building, in my opinion, is better than anybody else's. You know, I mean, I can build an underwater base on an ocean world, for crying out loud. I can't do that anywhere else right now. Um, yeah. And, you know, they continue to bring out content. And so far now, I put earlier in chat the, a link of an old Reddit post that's about a year outdated of these are all the things that they promised, weren't in the game at launch, now are. These are all the features that they didn't promise that weren't in the game, now are. And so I, I just think No Man's Sky still has that, like, they keep talking about the journey continues. I really hope they do. I want more story. I want more variation. I, I you know, for the same, I will give the same shit to No Man's Sky that I just gave to Elite, because in No Man's Sky, I've either got a Reddit upvote or a Reddit downvote for a space station, right? Like, a little up arrow or a down arrow. Like, the space stations are kind of boring, you know, both internally yeah. and externally, right? So, I don't know. I want to see, let us navigate this this truly infinite universe that you've created for us. D have you told people that there's a way to travel to different galaxies that have completely different generation um, on the back end and completely different rules? And if you want to find a specific type of planet... You can go and find a harsh galaxy, which is, you know, called burning or raging or relentless or ruthless. And there's only 20 some of those galaxies that exist. And they spawn a type of planet four times as often as the other galaxies do. And you could really, they could capitalize on this infinite universe. And they don't. And they, they still fail on that part. And those, that's, that's me. That's what I would love to see. I think the journey must continue. Is, so, is my thing with No Man's Sky. So they've also added in, uh, from two patches ago, there was that thing that it, it gave you the... Key, I think that was the Sentinels update. It gave you, like, a key for yeah. for unlocking the um, station, like and like an override key to, like... And I'm always like, okay, can I own a station? Can we hook this shit up? Can we make the, the Black Sky Legion stations? That would be amazing. They haven't yet pulled the trigger on you know whatever that's going to be but i i think the fact player owned stations would be amazeballs hell yeah hell yeah so have you had something else on animals yeah the last thing on my wish list is um i think that the animals are in uh no man's sky are still kind of garbage the the plant generation system is i've been i've played for something like 400 hours in this game and um I still regularly see plants that I've never seen before, and it's it's awesome. I, I never feel like, oh, I'm bored by that. I've seen it a bunch of times. The animal generation system, I don't think, is anywhere near as sophisticated. Um, it's 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 too obviously like one of those children's books where the pages are split into three, and you can move them around and give the dude a different jacket and then different trousers and that that sort of thing. Like it's it's too. And I think it's mainly because of waiting. Like, what we really want to see are dinosaurs and sauropods and, and wacky stuff. But they, their probability waiting to see those things, they do exist, but the probability waiting to see them is very is, is, is low. And the probability rating to see, like, there's a couple of body types which you see on nearly every planet. Mm -hmm. I think one's called rodent in the files. And um, 
and it just means that you see the same sort of creatures over and over and over and over again um and they bore me they bore the shit out of me they bored me they bored me since the beginning um and so i think maybe changing the weighting so you see more of the unusual animals and less of the the more uh banal ones would be welcome in my opinion um but the main thing in terms of in terms of player experience why does the sound design for the animals need to be so limited and crap like it's mm. the same it's the same like weird chirping hooting regardless of what the species is and regardless of where you are like the sound design of the thargoids in elite dangerous is factorially more interesting and impressive and moving and the guardians and basically everything than than the animals in this game I, it baffles me that the 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 animals still sound the same that they did as they did at launch uh, like you know six years later or something I, I i don't understand it it's it seems such an easy win to just broaden by a by a factor the um the palette of sounds that that they could blend between and draw upon um am i the only one that yeah i i 100 am i am i the only one that is seriously disappointed that like there's just aren't more animals that fucking attack you like i would love to be like oh shit get away you see you know massive sandworm or you see this thing that looks like a i mean i get it you see a sauropod and you kind of think like well that's gonna be a fucking herbivore or whatever but like just the idea of every once in a while you see i saw a thing i swear to god it was nightmare fuel it was like the body of a t-rex the head of like a fucking demon and like three tails <laughs> with barbs on it and i was like this shit is nightmare fuel but it just sort of walked right by as i was collecting uh hydrogen and it just was like yeah like so what just walked right by and i was like this this looks like something of a out of a cthulhu book and yet it just didn't give a shit about me i would love yeah, to see the, some um, stuff attack me more more the, stuff the, 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 the predators tend to be the big cat body type. Yep. The predators all tend to be that big cat body type. And the, the, um, the theropods, the, the, the bipedal dinosaurs, actually, in my experience, don't tend to be aggressive. Yep. Um, I, um, yeah, I, I, I tamed something that had the body of a T-Rex and the head of a lobster the other day. That was pretty fun. Mm. Um, so I think, I think also the animations of the creatures and the behaviors of the creatures seem rudimentary as well. Like the, the, early, the early promotional videos had like herds of stegosauruses like running down a valley together and all that sort of thing and you actually don't see that behavior in the game you don't see real herds moving with purpose you don't see uh, you don't see packs of predators you don't, in, in fact predation basically involves one creature circling erratically and then kind of jabbing at another creature but not actually connecting because the collision models aren't, aren't mm. don't touch um and then one of them just falls over and ragdolls i get why there's no blood in the game because of age ratings but like it, it's not I, I, I would just like a, I, would, I would like to see an, an overhaul of creature generation, creature sound, and creature behavior. They just don't they just don't behave realistically enough or interestingly enough for me. I, I would love to see. So, Lady Rain uh, added a chart into the channel where we were all discussing this, and it's an amazing chart that lists all the promises that were made for No Man's Sky and what they had at launch. And the, the what they had at launch was just a wall, a column of like, no, and then like a couple like, eh, maybe sort of if you squint, but it was like just all no. And then what they have now is mostly like, mostly yes, or like pr kind of, or whatever. There's a couple of no's. So destroy space station, that's a no. 
We still don't have the ability to do that. That would be neat. No skyboxes. That's a no. That would be interesting. Um, what do you mean no skyboxes? So it's so, go ahead. Yeah, there's there's still a skybox, right? So in Elite, when you're in space and you're looking at stars, those stars are 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 real. We all know that, right? They're real. They're you, they really are there. Wherever the light is coming from is wherever they are. In No Man's Sky, it's, it's partial. a skybox. It's a dynamic, but a, yeah, it says dynamic skybox, but skybox nonetheless yes. in the in yes. the thing. So it's like a half yeah, a skybox, half ish. Yes, but it does. It, but it but it does reflect the layout of the stars around you, right? Uh, ish, ish, ish. Not like not like Elite does. Not like Stellar okay. Forge does, which is like the best way to do it. Like hell, even Empyrean, which guy has seen uh, when you're in space in Empyrean. The stars that are in that you can see are it's it's why we can get like you were talking about Suv. The one thing that I love that you brought up is the edge of the galaxy in Elite. Hey, all this stuff back here is black and nothing, and all that out there is the galaxy, right? Yeah, that doesn't yeah. happen in No Man's Sky. You've been out to the fade, which is another thing I agree with you on. Why is that there and 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 it's mysterious and it's called something cool? Why are you not doing anything with it? And why can I yep. not go to the edge of the galaxy and turn around and look at it like an elite? That's what yes, I'm talking precisely. about is yeah. it, it No Man's Sky does not have that. Also, the planets not only don't rotate and don't orbit, but they could and can. But Sean made the decision after focus group testing to kill that feature because people were having trouble navigating. I would love to see them turn that on. And and just the same way you you're right to say they don't do anything with the fade. My 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 caveat would be yet. I would love sure, to yes. see a, a new yeah. update that was like and now there's something at the fade and we're doing this dynamic. That would be so great. It would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um so the other I just want to real quick go through the couple of notes because there's a wall of yes and mostly yes, but a couple of other notes, unique ships um that goes back to what I said. I would love to be able to just, you know, full on build a bear this shit. Like, okay, I've got, I, I've unlocked all the glyphs for the pieces or what, however you do it. Now let me build a bear my shit and make my, make my ship how I want to. Uh, land on asteroids. Oh my God, that would be amazing. I would love it if they added that. I would love it if they added that to Elite and, and they already have it in Star Citizen, but I would love it if they added that into Elite. That would be so great. Um, yeah. <clears throat> no, no Man's Sky. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, sorry, in in Elite and No Man's Sky, they, that was a thing they promised right, in Elite right. too. Uh, but yeah, um, ships with cloaking devices that would be awesome. Don't know how that works on combat per per se, but like they just added not that long ago, they added personal cloaking devices. So I would love to see that added to ships. Um, <clears throat> so like, and then there's stuff on here that's just wrong. Call wingmen to aid you in battle is listed as not really. Uh, I challenge that. With this new expansion, it absolutely is really now. That is a the chart's a year old. Yeah, yeah. So that oh, chart's okay. a little older. So, so yeah. some of that. So, but I mean, that is out of a list of like fifty things. There was like four or five. Probably, probably no. Sort of maybe whatever, but not really, really. And and one of those is even now straight up fixed. Um. And then there's a, a second chart of shit they never promised. Base building, driving, VR, sunken wrecks, tech planets, farming, character customization, third-person camera, game modes, purchase freighters and store multiple ships, 
salvaging ships, own multiple ships, underwater biomes, submarine, archaeology, social hub, interactive NPCs, ride animals, cooking and recipes. Um, shit, there's more here that I can't seem to scroll down to see. There's there's another line or two down there. Uh, let me see. Let me move this and then this and then interactive NPCs, ride animals, cooking and recipes, terrain editing. That's all shit. Everything that I just said there is shit they never even fucking promised, and they're doing it. Holy shit. All right, this show has gone super, super late. Anybody got a last thought they want to add on to this before we say goodnight to everybody? Everybody's, everybody's talked out? Yeah. yeah. Lady Rain, I want to thank you very much for that chart that you added to the conversation because that was a huge, huge boon. But, like... So here's the point that I'm making. Domansky is fucking amazing. It is a game that botched their launch, redeemed themselves, and it just... I mean, they redeemed themselves miles ago, and they're just lap after lap after lap, just lapping 99.9% of all of the competition of released games out there. Uh, I can't think of any game that is released... That is doing more interesting. And I can't think of any game period, including unreleased projects like Star Citizen, that is doing it with like, oh, here's your initial investment and no money other than that. Like nobody, nobody, nobody. Holy shit. Uh, I have a friend that just got No Man's Sky. She just bought it this last week, Brittany, and has been doing the stuff with it. She got it. There's special sites you can go to. HR key, key, HRK Keys is apparently one of them. No Man's Sky is like 60 bucks on Steam. You could buy it from these key places for like $12? Like, what? And it's a, it's a fully functional Steam key that she's been using and playing. So, I mean, seems legit. I don't know how all that shit works. I'm not sophisticated. If that's shady shit, then forget I said it. I didn't say none of that. But you could for sure find it out there for 12 fucking bucks, and it works. Um, go get Nomansky. And if you haven't played it in a while, go play it. Go try it. And if you're not having fun with it, let me make one suggestion. And this is the hugest suggestion. And honestly, this suggestion for me works for both Elite, Star Citizen, and No Man's Sky. If you find it so-so, but not super, super fun, play it with some friends. Holy shit. Does that Elite Dangerous is a dog shit game without friends. But you throw some friends into the mix, and you can have great fun. Nomansky, pretty good game without friends. But you throw friends onto it, you, you you quadruple that. Star Citizen, Star Citizen is inconsistent as fuck. One day, it's the greatest game you've ever played, and the next day, mm -hmm. day, it pisses you the fuck off, depending on how the servers and this and that and the other are working. But the fact of the matter is, is no matter how good Star Citizen is, it's ten times better with friends. So... There's that. Come to BSL. Yes, come to the Black Sky Legion. Come to our Discord. Come uh, click on all the fucking channels. Play with people. We 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 have fun, and it, it's fun. All right. I love you guys. It's been we're way. This show was like supposed to end out like yesterday. Uh, so uh, on the count of three, everybody say good night to the beautiful people. One, two, three. Good night. We love you. Good night, everyone.